Well, 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 well. Seems like uh, it's the first of the year. <laughs> sure, feels Te- like it. Technically, it's the second of the year, right? Did you guys see the moon last night? I did. This or this morning. morning? Yeah, I saw it this morning. Holy fuck, it was huge. It's a supermoon. Was it a supermoon? Uh-huh. First one of the year. I saw Jay Whitaker post something on Twitter yesterday about the moon being full and having sex, and I didn't read the whole thing. Hmm. I just saw moon and sex and was like, well, okay. <laughs> I guess that could be used a couple different ways. <laughs> is it picking up, I'm, is it? Well, a little bit. So I'm, I'm, we're listening to music through a new uh, non-mechanical speaker. Um, Jeremy made me a uh, cell phone speaker out of a uh, old cigar box. And it works surprisingly well. Yeah, it works really well. I'm pretty stoked on it, actually. I'm a big fan. So um, that's cool. What What's going on over there? Nothing. They're sharing pictures. No, no pictures. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> There's clearly a fucking picture right there. Oh, there is. You're right. That's a Facebook picture of uh, vodka. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is the new Utah, Utah podcast, and I can't talk today. Have uh, a week off in your Tongue gets tied. A week off, nothing. I didn't fucking have a week off. From the podcast. Uh, yeah, I guess, sort of. But uh, I was busy. I don't, honestly, I don't know if we could have done the podcast at our regular time last week. I was. I don't think you could have done it. I don't think you had a solid half an hour where there wasn't something. Not until like 8, 8.30 at night. It was pretty And busy. even then, it, it was touch and go. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first few days. Um, but anyway, uh, this is a show about Utah, um, about uh, all the good things in Utah. Uh, and today for our guest, we are going to be talking to someone from California and another person from Arizona about a kid from New York. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it's relevant to us because they did our awesome caricature. They, they did. And if you've, if you've seen our caricature, uh, it's in a lot of different places. You can go to our blog, uh, com. It's up there somewhere. It's on our Facebook page, I assume. It's probably on our Twitter account somewhere. I don't know. It's on our business cards. Yeah, it's on our business cards. It's pretty cool. They did a really good job, I thought, capturing everybody's personality. Yeah. Out of pictures. It's pretty cool. Uh, So anyway, so we're going to talk to those guys uh, today. Uh, It should be a fun, uh, interesting interview. But um, I'm Chris. I'm your host. We don't ever introduce ourselves anymore. And I feel like someone that maybe listens for the first time would like to know who we are. Might be a little confused. So uh, I, I run things, maybe. You push buttons? Uh, I push buttons. The pod administrator. I, I do some editing and loading of shit, but that's about it. I don't. I do some news preparation, but not really a lot. Uh, and then there's Jeremy. Jeremy <laughs> literally does nothing. He shows up and opens his mouth a couple times. I try. <laughs> that's about what I do, too. In the summertime, he contributes a lot in conversation because he's an urban farmer and has bees and chickens and pigs and goats. and Everything's asleep right now. He has a harem of women at the home. One boy to help, a couple yeah. dogs. I, I swear to God, if, if you would let it, your kids would probably have a farm. Oh, they would. It's just they don't want to take care of everything. Yeah, well, at least your kids actually do chores. They so do. Your, your kids actually do take care of They do. Oh, yeah, they certainly do. They so certainly they, do. They understand. They understand. Uh, and then, of course, my lovely wife, Bree. I don't do anything either. <laughs> I don't even do anything in the summer. I'm completely unproductive member of this podcast. <laughs> uh, you're put, you're selling yourself short there. I mean, you really do like Jeremy just show up and talk. <laughs> you also provide a lovely home. It's always nice when guests come over. 
Um, that's usually entirely because of you. <laughs> so in other words, I'm really good at cleaning. <laughs> yeah, she did clean today, but she had the day off today still. she's She hasn't gone back to work yet. I went back to work this morning. I mean, I never really didn't go back to work, but I went to the office this morning. Um, so my week last week was like zombie Chris. I think I showered like twice all week. I just came down to my office at like six in the morning and emerged sometime around five and then came back down several times after that. So, uh, and then of course there's the illustrious mistress of everything else. And that's Jess. The one who actually Hi. does everything. So it's funny because she's always really quiet for the most part. She doesn't say a whole lot. She talks about events. Um, but other than that, she's like, I don't want to say anything. But she does so much work behind the scenes, getting interviews and and uh, making sure that this thing keeps rolling on down. I mean, I don't know how much work that really is because people are knocking down our door to, to get on these days, it seems. But uh, she keeps up the website and does social medias. And I don't even know how to work our Twitter account. That's, the, that's the only thing I do know how to do. No, I really don't. I don't know <laughs> what the user info is for our Twitter account. Oh, I, I can do that too. I can do Facebook stuff because I don't have to have a special login for that. But uh, that's true. I can also do website administration stuff. I did move us. Um, that's true. It's too legit to quit. It's <laughs> too legit. This song comes so, on every time that you put it on the station. That's why it's on the station. <laughs> So it's we, one of two good songs MC so has. we talked about it about it amongst our group but I thought it was funny enough that I, I would repeat my daughter's Christmas party at work oh, <laughs> this is fantastic <laughs> so, so I want to say it was last Friday uh, th- well the Friday before when we did our podcast I think it was that same night I think um, maybe or was it the following night it doesn't uh, matter that's irrelevant it was anyway, close around so, it was last weekend-ish so t- I take her to work um and I, I asked her, I'm like, don't you guys have some sort of, like, sort of like Christmas party or something? She said, I don't think we do anything like that. I'm like, okay. So I drop her off. Oh, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours later, she sends me a text. And she's like, we have a potluck today, and I didn't really bring anything. And my first response is, you work at a grocery store. Go, <laughs> just go, just go buy, buy something off something. the shelf. And, oh, I don't have enough money. And she goes back and forth. And. And I'm like, well, did everybody bring stuff? And she's like, yeah, everybody brought stuff. I'm like, well, you better come up with something. Like 20 minutes later, she <laughs> sends me a picture. She had taken her peanut butter and jelly sandwich that she had brought herself for her dinner. Singular. She cut it into six bread. little squares. And she has it sitting on the middle of the banquet table with everybody else's stuff. PB&J so, potluck, baby. So Genius. There's, there's <laughs> chili and there's uh, tacos and... Uh, Casseroles and all this, and her sat on a paper plate. Yeah, just a cra- and not a good paper plate, like one of those like crappy white. Like- However, it made me laugh. It was so funny. I sent it to the group because I could, part of me couldn't believe it, but it's fantastic. It was fantastic. But it's my sixteen-year-old, so I, I can believe it. And then when she came home that night from work, uh, I asked her how the sandwich went, and she's like, "People actually ate it." Now I don't know if they ate it to be nice or if someone just tossed it when she wasn't looking, but. It was gone. Well, it's a PB and J. I mean, you can't really fuck those up. <laughs> but, and Depends I mean, on the jam you use. Yeah, I was gonna say that. It was homemade jam from our garden, so it's go. good jam. Anyway. Like if she would have done that, like cut that a bunch of That doesn't mean anything. Sandwiches. It could be strawberry or grape or apricot or I should fucking do that peach next or in, in, take a sandwich. <laughs> well, not just one, but just well, make a bunch. The of fabulous like, part about it is it wasn't even like a special no. sandwich. Like it was just on like white bread. No, it's just fucking shitty white bread. That shit taken first. <laughs> Like, it wasn't even, like, Grandma Sycamore's bread or something. Nope. No, it was probably, like, fucking white 
store brand bread. Like cheapo bread. Great value bread. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was hilarious. So funny that I sent to the group. I just think just that it's funny that she up. didn't have enough money to at least buy like a $5 thing of cookies or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure she had it. She just didn't want she to She didn't want it. to. And what she did worked just fine. It's fucking awesome. It's a great story. It's hilarious. It's m- maybe not a great story for her, but everyone else there is like, can she you ap- believe She what apparently didn't care. Brought? That didn't face her. <laughs> it's not like she's at a job that's a, Sean like would a have future cried. career for her. Nah, it's a grocery store. Yeah. Like say, Sean would have cried. Like she, she would have burst into tears. She would have called me hysterical. And have you bring something? Oh, yeah. No, I would have just transferred her money. (laughs) 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 Well, you work in a damn grocery store. Go buy something. Yeah. Here's five bucks. Go buy some chips ahoy. Just to go put them on a paper plate. Not my uh, (laughs) ass. And Cassidy, she probably would have just eaten her sandwich and said, I I didn't bring anything. Thanks. Yeah. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have participated. Again, not my uh, actually. Also, I don't know. Cassie's in college. She probably would have still eaten stuff. Mm. I would have. Maybe as a college person, but not not sixteen year old Cassie. That's free food. That's free food. But not sixteen year old Cassie. No. no. That's what I'm saying. A sixteen year old (laughs) Cassie would have would have just said, "I'm not gonna." She's a little less embarrassed now that she realizes that starving college student status exists. You do what you gotta do. But she's also like. Way more responsible than most kids, Cassie is. That's like true. as as far as things like that go. That's true. Sean, no, I could totally see that happening to Sean. So I got a loot crate uh, this this weekend, uh, missing an item, which has never happened. Oh. I've been I've been paying for loot crate since like two thousand and thirteen ish. I think thirteen or fourteen. I think thirteen, and uh, this is the first time I've ever had a loot crate missing something. So that, there's that. That was weird. What, what, and it was the mystery item, so we don't item, know what so it is. I don't is. know what it was actually missing. Because they, they give you a little book <laughs> Basically, that explains everything that's in your loot crate and like what it is and why they which why is, they decided to include it in the theme for whatever why reason. It's, why it's so disappointing is the, the Christmas crates, the crates around Christmas are always like the coolest. They have the most amazing stuff in them. And this one had a cool shirt and a little desk calendar, um, but... It didn't have like what would have been the cool item, which is actually just overstock of some other some of their other crates, I think, because <laughs> that's what they're they're just trying to get rid of some of their stock. Is that where you got your people um, Walmart calendar from? No, no, that's that was from Santa. Uh, Santa always gets me a, a page day calendar. So uh, Bree's Bree's calendar that Santa got her is, is what the stupidest things people said or stupidest phrases ever said or something, something. like that. Yeah. And you got the people at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that site. I, you know, I forget about it, and then I'll go to it, and it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it doesn't matter where you live. If you go to Walmart, those people really do exist. There's no exemptions. No, no. And every time I go to Walmart, I feel overdressed. Because you're wearing clothes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing fucking pajamas. Like, it it's astonishes me how many times I see people in pajamas out in stores and things like that. Like just not just Walmart, but everywhere. Put on a pair of pants, bitch. Or like the people that are in workout clothes. Like you did not fucking just get home from the gym. There is no sweat anywhere. You're not going to the gym because you're doing a full grocery shopping trip. Don't fucking wear workout clothes. Yoga pants don't belong on four hundred pound women. <laughs> yes, they do. If that woman is working out, but she wasn't. Okay. 
Well, that's really discriminatory and terrible for you to say. They don't belong on 400-pound men either, just so you know. Yeah, I'm not talking about the sex. If I ever see Jeremy, and he's not 400 pounds, but I ever saw him wear yoga pants, I'd probably throw up in my mouth a little bit. (laughs) I probably would if I wore them, too. (laughs) That always reminds me of Captain Sweatpants at the Comic-Con that we saw. (laughs) Oh, no, no, not not at Comic-Con. It was at the Halloween Expo. Captain Sweatpants is hanging out next to our booth. The, the rather robust gentleman wearing sweatpants. sweatpants. Yeah, it's not, Captain, a co- not a costume, by the way. It's Captain America t-shirt and sweatpants. And those so, sweatpants were hanging on by every stitch. They were screaming. I, <laughs> I decided no one can see what you just did. <laughs> Our audience, they're like everyone started laughing. And I just showing us this. My fingers are stretched to the limit. I, I feel like maybe our introductions should be like Facebook Live or something because I feel like that's when we're the most animated and we use our hands the most. <laughs> that is true. That I is can true. Make that happen. So I feel like I'm kind of lame because for New Year's, uh, I was watching police cops on TV. Um, why do you call police cops? <laughs> live PD. Live PD. Yes. Everybody knows what he's talking it about. It was reruns, though. and I don't even fucking care if it's not live anymore. That show is amazing. It's so good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like like the mundane traffic stops that they do on people that always turn into something, and it's not like they're they're trying. They just know, like, look, if I pull this dude over in this car that's missing, like, fucking rear lights in this neighborhood known for drug activity... He's going to have fucking drugs in the car. Something's going to happen. And he pulls him over, and sure enough, like, <laughs> cloud of smoke comes out of the car. Smells like weed. He's like, come on, dude. Like, fucking when was the last time you smoked? I didn't smoke anything. I didn't smoke anything. Oh, really? I swear I don't smoke. I don't have nothing. I can and, see bud on your shirt, dude. Yeah. Like, dude, there's, there's fucking green shake all over you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can see your grinder in the center console. You're trying to tell me that you don't smoke. And then they said, can I search your car? Yes. Well, at that point, it doesn't matter because they have probable cause. But like, it's, it's it's amazing. Like they pull people over and they're like, "I smell weed. Where's that?" And then if the guy's like, "Yeah, I got a blunt in the door," they just fucking write them a ticket and they go on their way. They don't give a shit. But when the people are like, "I don't have nothing," then the cops end up taking them to jail for stupid shit. It's just amazing. Well, there was a well, it was that night, wasn't it, where the. There was a kid driving, and he didn't have a license. Oh, he was, he was parking 15. cars. He was parking cars in like a u- like a used car lot. He was moving cars from the street onto the lot, and the cop pulls him over. He's fifteen. He doesn't have a license, and and he's like, he's like, well, they told me like they told me I should help him move the cars. He's like, but you don't have a license, and so then he's like, I'm I'm gonna get your ID for from his dad. He's like, why are you telling him? You know he can't legally operate vehicles. Why are you telling him to operate a vehicle? And uh, he runs the guy's ID. Dude's got like four felony warrants considered armed and dangerous. So they like take him down, right? No, so not then, the kid, the dad. Right. But so then right after that, they decide to run the kid's name. And he's got a warrant for aggravated. No, he's he's got no. for, for car theft, basically. Yeah. Grand theft, Grand theft auto. auto. <laughs> so, and it's like. The dad's probably, I don't want to be driving because I got a record. But, like, fucking seriously? Sometimes like, they'll run from the police because they're, like, they don't have insurance. Or they don't have insurance. And the police are, like, so that would have been a ticket. And yeah. now you're going to jail. Yeah, like, it's just amazing the, the stupidity of people just because they're scared and they don't know. Um, but anyway, so we're watching police cops and, like, the <laughs> girls are both Isn't out. Is that redundant? Yeah. The it department is. of redundancy. Department. Yeah, so is an ATM machine. 
or a pen We're not number. talking about ATM machines. We're talking about police cops. Yeah, police cops is awesome. So <laughs> Live PD, one of my favorite shows. But I watch cops, and I watch like Southern Justice if I catch it on. Alaska State or Troopers Alaska is awesome. Alaska State Troopers, because those guys do everything. They're like the fucking game they like Yeah, yes. they like yeah. deal with wild animals and drug it's, people. Yeah. And like all these dry Indian reservations that are just full of alcoholics and busting people for smuggling alcohol into the town. And So They're anyway. Like getting airplanes and flowers. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. So. Uh, so anyway, um, our girls are both out having a good time as you do when you're that young and I turn to brain. I'm like, Oh, it's 12 o'clock. Happy day. I was like, Oh yeah, here. I saw that and gave him a kiss. And then he was like, can I go to sleep? now?" <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, are you watching this? And he's like, well, no, cause I want to go to sleep. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch my uh, Hallmark movie. <laughs> Because no, I found this Hallmark series that I'm like addicted to now, and I don't want to stop watching it. Uh, so that was our New Year, and it's really uneventful. And then my dog's shaking uncontrollably because I got a bunch of rednecks in my neighborhood. Oh, I, I was wondering how your neighborhood was going to be. It was fucking insane on New Year's, and then the day after New Year's, they started fucking lighting them off too. Really, like six in we the did, evening. yeah, in my house too. Yeah, but actual New house? Year's was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it's in my house because yeah, yeah. I live in like a horseshoe, so everything. Oh, echoes. echoes. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's crazy because we get it from everywhere. Um, but it's funny because Chopper was scared, but Hamilton wasn't. Yeah, my Chopper just fucking... Sh- the only time he shakes. And he was just shaking uncontrollably from the fireworks. And then the thing that sucks is then he like hates going outside for a few days afterwards so until he stops. Taking the dump in the corner. and No, because I force his ass outside and he'll go stand by the door and I'll just walk outside and be like, no, go out in the damn yard. I know you didn't do anything. You haven't moved from the door since we <laughs> out. Um, but that's okay. I still I know that you guys say that they won't get out, but I still have to go watch the dogs with the fence down. So, uh, what did you guys do for New Year's? Anything fun? Did you? Are you guys like us? Did you fall asleep before midnight? The kids want to stay up before midnight. They they want to stay up so badly, and so it's like almost torture to stay up till midnight with with the kids, and then twelve oh one, everybody's in bed. <laughs> We played games and watched some movies, but... We watched some movies earlier in the day, or a movie, or something, didn't we? Yeah, we watched uh, So we, we watched Baby Driver a couple days ago, but then we watched... Um, what movie was it? Oh, Kingsman, the second Kingsman movie. Oh, yeah. oh, is that one good? I liked the first one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was way good. I liked it. Um, but that was pretty much it. Did you do anything, Jess? I mean, your roommates let off fireworks in the house, it sounds like, but... <laughs> <laughs> My roommates weren't home, so... Uh, I just did, I had a cake order and that was it. Okay. So we're all lame adults, older adults now. It's fun by myself. I mean, really the only place that we could go and fit in is probably Club 90. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever been there to New Year's before. And it is like 21. We have been to their New Year's before. 21 to 70. Is the age. I'm not fucking kidding. And then, and it's everyone in between, and it's crazy because you watch like 23 year old girls getting down with 60 year old dudes on the dance floor. Just because they're having a good time. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just quite, and the place is huge. I they just don't huge, do, huge I just don't do clubs. They're not my thing. But yeah, I'm not a bar person either. So. I watched 10 hours of Twilight Zone. <laughs> there you go. The, the old original or the re, the 80 or 90s remake? The original. Wow. Original. Very That's cool. A lot of Twilight Zone. Is that what you were watching while you were decorating your baby gender reveal thing? Yes. We finished Stranger Things. Sounds like Things. a good kind of a background watching show. We finished Stranger Things, the second season. Yeah, we good. did. It was good. And then uh, started The Punisher. Mm-hmm. About probably about halfway through Punisher now. 
John Bernthal is just He's a perfect. Badass. He's perfect for I that know, role. Right? So, but anyway, uh, enough about me. Let's talk about you, <laughs> baby. <laughs> no, that song hasn't come on yet. Oh, I'm just waiting. It's coming. For it. Don't worry, it'll come. Um, Sorry, I'm moving this back. Let's. So, you know, New Year's. I I I was reading. Um, the what was the celebration called down at the gateway? The last hurrah. The last hurrah. They were expecting like five thousand. They ended up with almost thirty. The most think. people they've seen there since the Olympics. That's cool. Yeah, because it's amazing. Also, the gateway sucks, but that's actually really good news. Um, it's a good uh, showing for what they want to turn that place into. So it's fantastic. Well, it actually has parking and stuff, which the Gallivan Center has never had. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That is true. So I think people are more willing to go when they know that they don't have to like. Fight a fight a place to park and walk yeah. half a mile or yeah. more than a mile. Yeah. So good, good on them for for being able to pull it off. But um, that was just my segue into events. <laughs> so nice, yeah, it worked well, didn't it? No, oh, it would have worked was, if yeah. Jessica knew that that's what your segue was because I wasn't I wasn't picking up what you were putting down. I was gonna it's say. I was going to say, Jeremy's lucky because he has good little children. I had When I sent my children out the door, I had to say, now remember, if no you drinking. drink, don't get yeah. behind the wheel. Don't drink. If you do drink, call us. Or what? send me a text and let me know you're spending the night. Yeah, like, you have a get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes... Like, I know, it's fucking New Year's. You're, you're 16 and 20. You're probably going to drink. She's 17. Seven, 17 and 20. I'm not stupid. I did. I got drunk as Except shit. Except for I don't think I Sean did because I think she hung out with with her boyfriend her and his parents, uh, older <laughs> brothers or whatever. And I don't nah, think they're they college did kids. I guarantee they drink. Uh, um, yeah, but I don't think they did anything. They did play get cards against humanity. But yeah, well, like was it was it two years ago? Maybe it was la- it was last, last year. And Cassie called us. Last year, yeah, Cassie called us. Like I don't care. Like it's gonna happen. I'd I'd be the responsible one and call me to come get you, or that you're gonna stay the night. I don't give a shit. Just don't drive. Do you want me to segue into ants, or should I skip over that event? You can just go fuck yourself. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so, on the 5th... We talked about that off the air last week. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Full uh, Hogan has a show coming up on the 5th at Piper Down it's at 9 o'clock. The 5th is Friday, right? My days are all weird. Yeah, I don't get a day off, off, so... It's I just work all the time. This Munder Tuesday thing. Um, so no farmers market this Did Saturday. You just say Munder Tuesday. Sure did. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you are you hearing me? I no am. farmers market this week. No farmers you market. The words look, coming out of my mouth. Look, the farmers market does not exist this time of year. It is heroin and gifts. The fifth <laughs> is the fifth is Friday. Speaking of heroin. You're wrong, but okay. What does what does this um, have to do with heroin? You know I don't know. <laughs> so all also the calendar is up for Oleo Mind, so their yoga meditation classes, and every Friday they're going to be doing a class. I believe it's at twelve thirty. So we'll link to that. Uh, that space is so cool. Yes, it is very awesome. Uh, I spent Christmas Eve there. I got some new beard oil. And I, I sampled the sample to make sure. Got the Cuban tobacco. That is not what was in the bottle, I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, no. So it smells good, so I'm, I'm fine with it, but it was, Next not, time. it was not the Cuban tobacco. Next time. So we're getting into 
the time of legislation. They're going to be gathering up on the hill and uh, true. We'll, we'll be talking about starting. A bit of that. Yep, uh, starting policies and all those fun things. So the eighth, there is an event at the Grand America, which is the Legislative Outlook Conference, and this is put on by the Utah Taxpayer Association. I don't know if the event is full, um, but you can RSVP to uh, Bren at utahtaxpayers.org. And if you want to start reaching out to these peeps uh, before everything starts going down, at Amor Cafe on the 7th, there is an event called Postcards for America. And it goes from 2 to 4. And it's just an event to get together the stamps, pens, cards, um, Bubble and Brown have their food there, so you can eat some of their pastries while you're writing your postcard to Congress. So that's cool. So it's any issue that you choose, I'm assuming? Oh, you can write anyone. You can send a postcard to your best friend if you want to. But the whole purpose oh. is, is sending, you know, postcards to your legislators and and uh, getting your voice out. Next week, there's tons of stuff. So... On the 10th, do you remember a while ago, I talked about a series called Q Talks. They're Mm 15-minute segments. Um, They're picking up again. They're at the Salt Lake Library uh, on the 10th from 7 to 8. It's free, but you do need a ticket because it is limited space. And at this one, they have a person from the Diné Equality Group. They have someone from uh, Comunidades uh, Unidas talking about immigration they have a former LDS architect, and then they also have a senator that will be talking hey, you're about former you LDS uh, architect victim, <laughs> victim targeting. Uh, no, I'm pretty he's, sure like he's an, an architect actual LDS. Yes, he's still LDS. Yeah, it was just funny. Yes. Um, on the twelfth, I'm not sure they want me to talk. <laughs> what are you architecting from an LDS perspective? Where or when? Are you, uh, what? What? Oh, what? Temple? I mean, is that temples or churches? Because, I mean, really, like, the churches are pretty much just copy and paste, like, save as a different fucking name. Unless he works for the actual church architectural department. FFKR. They contract them out. That's who James James is. Yeah, they do. And a couple of temples, yeah. FFFKR. Fuck friendly killer robots. No, we insure a lot of the. Te- text him and ask him if that's. We insure a lot of the architects and engineers who do work James's for the number, church. I'm writing that in the show notes. Fuck friendly killer. So robots. The, the, the 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 church architectural department comes up with the design, and then they just hand it out to everybody from there. So that, so like the churches, the church buildings themselves. There's two, possibly three different designs. You get A, B, or C, depending on your location, your size, whether it's a stake building or a ward building. And then they do assign and it to, the, and to the local... Ta- and the tax break. I mean, tithing right. level. Right, bracket. <laughs> so then they do assign it to an architect who is local, but the architect themselves does not design it. All they do is oversee it. Yeah, yeah so they basically they go, oh, the here's the plan. Yeah. It's signed off by an engineer. I'm done. I just made some money. Yep. I guarantee the architects <laughs> they give it to, for the most part, are LTS. Too. When I did my internship... Many, many, many years ago, that was one of the things that the company I was working for did, and that's exactly how it went. Yeah, you don't fucking do anything. You All the certificates that you do for like work for the church are made out to the presiding president, bishop, whatever it is for the whatever hey, the LDS church, office. and then and then it's and then it's a Utah corporation sole. The office of the presiding bishop. Yeah, yeah that's what it when's is. When's that guy oh. gonna die? By the way, 
The Probably this the year. Bishop? Oh, I guess that's the president. The right? prophet. The prophet. Tommy Gunn soon. Who is that? <laughs> Thomas Monson. Thomas Monson. <laughs> the bishop rotates. They, they no, yeah, that's like every a, few years they. Yeah, th- he moves up typically as a general authority, and then they call. Yeah, him the bi- the bishops the the bishops the dumbass that doesn't get paid for doing the same thing that every other church pays their people for. Hey, I have lots more events. Are you done talking about the church? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we need to talk about legislation here, okay? Because this is important stuff. Well, we'll talk about legislation in the news too. So. Well, not this, so there. Okay, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> so on the 12th, there are two different events. One is at the Alta Club downtown um, on 151 East South Temple, and the other one is at the Zephyr at the Rio Grande. So that one is being held by the Utah Cultural Alliance, and that is uh, the 2018 legislative preview for finding out what legislation is going to impact arts, humanities, cultural business. And that is uh, in the morning from one to two. And then from two to three, they have a lobbyist that is there to teach you how to be a lobbyist for Hmm. arts and humanities. That's kind of cool. And then across town, kind of-ish, a few blocks is for the American Society of Public Administration, and that's their legislative review. So there are plenty of different organizations like to get involved in to find out what's important to you, you can go to these. Um, there'll be two representatives um, and one senator at that event. That one's twenty eight dollars. The other one's eight dollars. Well, and this is where this is where you know all the protests and the agitation after President you know Pumpkin Face uh, was was elected. Um, all that stuff that happened right afterwards in January and February of last year. That's great, and we've made some headway. But this is the time where you can really get involved and make changes locally. Is is by going to these things, learning what the legislature is. You gonna correct me, or did I get it right? Oh, you got it right. <laughs> well, because on the local level, that's where you can make change. Yeah, that's where you can make change. And did Orrin Hatch really say he's not running? Yes, sure. we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. So just a couple more events. I'll be quick. Um, it's starting up again. The big gay fun bus. If you want a super awesome thing to do once a month, I've heard you can't search that online though. You can search it online. It's not porn. at my work, anyways. You can. You can. <laughs> not at my work. You're not so, going to get the results you're thinking. So Michael of. <laughs> Aaron, who's the editor of Q Salt Lake, I sent I sent him the link, and I was like, dude, I was like, I need to know how much these tickets are because we want to talk about on the podcast. And anyway, so he had to submit a ticket to the company that was actually blocking it and anyway so it's $25 this month is pretty much sold out but February is the super fun one so they leave at noon from triangles which is on 9th south and 3rd west and then you get back at like 9 30 at night and they play bingo all the way over you get a free buffet when you get there uh it's just a bunch of like campy drag queens on a bus with a bunch of crazy drunk do people. you have to be gay to go no if you're not I actually would probably I would actually probably say the majority is not gay okay. that go on these. <laughs> so anyways, they do them once a month, but um And for those of you that don't know, Fun Bus means a trip to Wendover, Nevada. Yes. From from Salt Lake from City. From Salt Lake to Wendover. Nevada. It's what I said it was. You just be quieter, I'll turn your <laughs> so mic off. So Michael Michael Aaron said that February is the most fun because it's their Mardi Gras theme. And so Sweet. Yeah, it should be awesome. Oh, but so Mardi Gras is in March. That one the beginning. Of March. So that will they so they do it yeah, so they do it in the middle of the month. That's probably why they're doing it in February. Um I got one for you. You have hundred and ten dollars, Chris. 
you can start winter curling on the 15th. Just by our house. Oh, the oval? Yeah. So beginners. The guy that slides forward with a little brush. Beginners, anything. Um, It's a 10-week thing. Babe, I don't have activities. Can I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we we didn't get tickets to the Royals. We're not getting tickets to curl. curl. Will you curl with me? We can still get tickets to the Royals. Can we get our seats? Hey, they only have three team members right now. You're good. You have plenty of time. I want our seats. Yeah. You have plenty of time. We got a name. That's about it. They have a billboard. We have a coach and an assistant coach. Can I tell you, billboards are like the fucking dumbest form of advertisement out there. You know how many billboards I don't look Electronic at? billboards are dumb because they change too fast. Yeah, they do. Regular ones are fine. Except for the ones that the event passes and they're still up like five yeah. months later. Well, and you have to be really clever with your billboard for it to be useful. Like Chick-fil-A when they started doing the cow shit where there were actually cows on it. That was eye-catching. And now it's just, oh, whatever. I like the one that has the big ginormous air tree freshener. That one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> after, after. I like the boat down by Point of the Mountain. It was funny. The at boat one that's point. been there for fucking as long as I've been in the state of Utah. Yeah, like so fucking twenty years almost. Last event. This one you actually would probably want to go to. So on six sixth east and fifth south, which wait, is wait, are Charlie you saying Square. I don't want to curl. You were just. I would you, love to go curling. I'm asking the wife if I'm I not going to curl. I think if I should do it, I think it would be awesome. Activities. Yeah, I, I totally would come support you. <laughs> I think another night during the week, you should try and find some time. To it's get on yes. Mondays, so oh, Mondays, well, Mondays are open right now. I mean, <laughs> you don't have anything else? <laughs> I totally want to watch you. Then when you make the Olympic team, you can go to the Olympics. That's you true. Can. They're in like Korea or something this year. They're in South Korea. You're right. Because that's not close enough to danger for me to travel to. Right. If you think that you're going to make this the Olympic team, you just go right You don't know. I might he have, could be that a might prodigy. Be, that that might, might be my talent. Because I don't have a lot of them. That might be it. And you're Curling. stifling it. I do know what your I talent is, Chris. I said you could go right ahead. And this <laughs> one will help you with it. There is a little place over at Tolly Square that is called We Olive. Like, not like... Scottish we, but like we olive, and it is a company that is a olive and wine bar, and but it's but it's food, it's hummus, it's wine tasting, Mm. and they do events all the time. So Mediterranean food, yeah, stupid olives. Yep. So on the thirteenth, they have an event from eleven to five that they will just be sampling, and it says until we run out, which I assume they probably here eat this salty vinegary thing. Yes. I don't get salt and vinegar chips either, so I don't know what I salt and vinegar ones. chips, yep. too. It's gross. They're good. They are delicious. <sighs> kettle, kettle salt and vinegar What chips I used to do when I used to pack my daughter's lunches so that I wouldn't snack on the chips because Sean didn't like them is I would put the salt and vinegar chips in Cassie's bag first, and then I would have salt and vinegar all over my fingers. Then I would put Sean's chips in her baggie, and then I wouldn't even lick my fingers or want to do anything. Yeah, because they're gross. You just want to wash that chip strategy. Off. They're like, I can't even I can't even do anything now. I have to wash my hands because they stink. Stop throwing your phone on the floor. I can't move. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to hover with my foot. Ah, I really can't so move. <laughs> are we done with events? Yes. Are Was that good? Finished? I, I really think that... There's a lot of shit. I think that you should curl. I think it would be awesome. <laughs> and then just remember, no farmer's market on the 6th. But it'll be back the next weekend. 
All right, with us is uh, Jeff West and uh, Trey McCoy. Uh, you guys are uh, Art Dimes. Is that the the name of the company you guys formed together? Correct. I didn't want to mess that up. Um, we don't often get to interview two people at the same time in different places than us, but uh, here you are. Uh, I was joking earlier that it's the new Utah podcast, and we're interviewing a guy in L.A., a guy in Arizona, and then about a kid in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I got the locations right, right? That's good. Yes, you did. Okay, good. There we go. What part of Arizona? Because I don't know that I wrote that down. Right now, I am in Glendale at, uh, visiting my parents for the holidays. That's where my dad I live used to in, live. I live in Snowflake. Snowflake, How's Arizona? How is name Snowflake? <laughs> Correct. Right. Well, what? Okay. No, I mean, I get it. Is it up so by like Iceland and Greenland mountains, and but... Snowflake, Arizona? <laughs> yeah, it's up there in the high country. It's nice and cold. Yeah. I mean, that's that's similar weather to what we get. High desert. Yeah. But uh, Snowflake. Just funny. How the hell do you name a town <laughs> Snowflake? Like, where the fuck does that name come from? <laughs> <laughs> I could see it in Canada yeah, no, or Alaska or something. See, and yeah. that's, why, that's why he up there by himself. I'm in Santan Valley. I stay where the sun, we get no snow. <laughs> no, no, I don't want any of it. There's I'm done water with. where you're at. The smart one. Yeah. He's two hours away from me. Hey, at least you yeah. know what you're get, at least you know what you're getting into when you move to a town called Snowflake. Right. That's true. <laughs> it's pretty Democrats? straightforward. Right. You asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be mad if you were there and you got snow and you'd be like, man, I thought it was Arizona. <laughs> I hate this place. Do you, do, you got, do you know the history of the name of that town? It was actually formed. It was actually formed by Mormon pioneers. Oh, by the way, so look, yeah. there's your Utah yeah, connection. I'm not surprised. That's how most of northern Arizona. His last is. name was Flake. Or yeah. the snow and Flake. Two different guys. Snow and Flake. I'm totally serious. <laughs> So still named after dudes like most right. towns are. <laughs> Fucking Jeffersonsville, you know, Charlottesville, all named after people. Turns out so is Snowflake. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of flakes up there. Not just the last name, but just flaky oh. people up there. And Ooh. there it is. And there it is. <laughs> I think your partner's calling you out right now. <laughs> Who was it that we were talking to that set up in that part of Arizona? Oh, is it uh, Raven? Raven was saying that part of Arizona is like inhabited primarily by like old CIA and FBI agents. Really? Interesting. Yeah. A lot of old people up here. Yeah, he's a lot, <laughs> lot of old retired uh, like witness agents. protection program. Yeah, type. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mafia heads out here. <laughs> right. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you two guys get together and meet up? I mean, that's, I mean, I, I mean, it's only two hours away, right? But that's a pretty different culture, you know, Snowflake versus L.A. <laughs> well, it, well, pudding wrestling, that's where it started. Um, <laughs> no, was it chocolate? No, you're not supposed to tell them that. Dang it. <laughs> Right, right. Sorry, the the made up story. The made up story. We uh, <laughs> no, we. It, you know what's funny is uh, Jeff has been doing art for years, and and I've been doing art for years, but we did it separately, and then we met up actually through his uh, ex wife. Uh, she ran. She met me. She ran into me at at, Wal at uh, Wells Fargo, yeah. and I was talking to her how you know I was this artist, and you know I'm. I'm, I'm I'm getting bigger and bigger. That's why I moved out west. I'm from Michigan, and she was like, "Oh yeah, my husband worked for Hollywood." 
um, he worked for Buffy the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer in Smallville, and I was like, oh, oh, well, I'm not that big now. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, yeah, let me give you give give me your number. He'll call you. Y'all probably will be friends. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure, sure. And he called me out the blue, and we went and had tacos, and have been Ooh. friends ever since. Yeah, it was the tacos. Hey, tacos are uh, tacos are the, the tacos are of... magic. Yeah, yep, they are. <laughs> hey, bring people together. together. <laughs> that brings people together like a plate of tacos. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that should be the name of this episode. <laughs> Taco friends. Taco like friends it. forever. Reminds me of the taco emoji. <laughs> New cartoon on that on Netflix. Watch. Yeah, there you, you go. Nice. Be story, you got to be storyboard artist for that too. Um, so yeah, well, so Jeff, just, you have a pretty impressive uh, pedigree. Then you worked on a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of stuff. Lots of good times, <laughs> lots of good memories. Don't be humble, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, yep, it was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, when I look at him, like you made one I of our hosts. How many show. different things? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like when you when you work at a post house, uh, I worked at three or four different places, and you just you get so many different shows that you're working. I was working on four or five different shows at one time sometimes. So it's just crazy. And then, you know, get some movies in at the same time, too. And you'd be working till, you know, 24 hours sometimes. I just sleep in my office and I'd never stop working for like a week straight. It was crazy. So if you're working on four or five shows at the same time, do you find yourself like as you're doing the storyboard art, like, crossing between them and drawing the wrong style he's like wait superman's not a vampire (laughs) (laughs) why is there a michelle in the friends episode no actually i was doing uh i did storyboards um not as much as i would have liked to i was actually doing special effects oh okay the actual 2d um like the magical stuff on uh buffy and um, you know, green screen compositing spaceships for Battlestar Galactica and some Firefly and a bunch of different stuff was going on. So, yeah, they would have me do some storyboards um, when I whenever they needed me to, which was really fun for me. So were you moonlighting as a storyboard artist while you were no, actually a special of, effects artist? Yeah, they hired me as a special effects artist but when they kind of saw my what I could do. I'm always doodling, you know, cause when you render out a shot, you're sometimes you'd be sitting there for three hours, just waiting for your shot to get done rendering. So I'd just have my sketchbook and they're like, wow, uh, how would you like to knock out some storyboards for the director? I'm like, yeah, sure. So they would, you know, I get to go to the set quite a bit and, and meet with the directors and draw up a scene and then actually get to work on that scene and composite some of the effects for that scene I just storyboarded, which was really cool. That's pretty cool. How does it, I mean, how does it feel? Because the storyboards, once they're done, they just kind of t- chuck them in the trash, don't they? Um, a lot of them will keep files on a shelf of them, and they can kind of go back. But, yeah, um, I mean, they don't really have the necessity to go back and look at them again. But So how does it feel to have, like, your, your work will... just tossed? How does it feel to have your work just tossed in a bin like that? <laughs> I do it myself, so <laughs> it doesn't bother me too much. You know, it's not like masterpieces. They're mostly black and white little sketchy marker drawings. And uh, I suppose as long really... as the check doesn't bounce, who cares, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's true. 
So what about you, Trey? I mean, we've talked about Jeff's amazing career. Do you have something that's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, follow that up, yo. Uh, Should I, we have I started can, with you? I can juggle. Um, I can sing <laughs> in the shower. Uh, no, I, uh, my my history is, is very interesting. I, I was always into... Uh, entertainment. I did stand up for a couple years and then I went to art school in Pittsburgh and just always did my own thing. I kind of bounced around into different avenues of entertainment, but then I wound up getting into advertising and start doing advertising and slogans and designs and graphic design. So I've been on more on the graphic design side than the illustration side, but I always could illustrate. So when I finally got to, uh, and I went to school for animation. So when I finally moved to Arizona, I started doing more animation you know, get more little animation jobs that people could afford to do. So lately starting, I think last year we had more animation jobs. So lately we've been, I've been doing, um, podcasts, animating for, uh, radio stations and stuff like that. They're, uh, you know, they're skits animating them out. So that's what we've been doing. I've been doing lately. What are some of the podcasts that you've done that for? Um, the one that we did, we did, I did one for DL Hughley. Um, we did one for him, and then the one I'm currently doing is uh, the Woody Show, which oh, okay. is <laughs> yeah. I think you you heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been I've been doing their uh, animation. They had an animation team previously, and I guess I don't know what happened to them. I didn't ask. So <laughs> <laughs> it was like they're like we're gonna pay you to do it. I'm like oh oh okay. That's all I said. No, I'll go ahead and take that. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So I've been uh, I've done four episodes so far. I've got two more lined up that I'm working on. So nice, nice. And so I mean, we met you guys. Jessica specifically met you guys through Salt Lake Comic Con. What what drove your decision to to go there and and show off some of your work there? Well, well, we originally uh, so originally was both going to go there and do artwork and stuff like that. But I realized that that. That when we're you sitting there and you're looking down, people are just gonna walk by. So I said, let's be more interactive. So Jeff can do caricatures like nobody's business, y'all know that. And he's fast. He can do like 50, uh, a character in like 15 minutes. So I stood there and I was just the mouthpiece. I brought people over. I took their picture. I told them go around and have fun. We'll text you when it's done. Then they would get done. We'll text them. They'll come back and pick up their picture and they could be anybody they wanted. So people love that idea. And then you be- got way busier than you thought you ever imagined. <laughs> yes, we did. Because you were so awesome. <laughs> yeah. We had we had probably a hundred more drawings that we had to take home and finish after the the weekend was over. Yeah. How we had doing caricatures for a month after the con. Yeah. <laughs> How'd your hand feel at the end of that? <laughs> you know, my hand doesn't get tired. It's it's more like my shoulders and my back, and yeah, like just like that. that position drawing in the easel, you know. Uh huh. That's crazy. Would you guys come back to that event? Oh yeah. Our our goal is we plan on doing comic cons again this year. A lot of fans have been missing us. Um, one thing we've we decided to do this year that'll be different is um we want to start a newsletter so that the people can get emails every month. Because a lot of people say well, they've been missing our updates, you know, social media. It just gets all, you know, washed together. So we're going to do that. And they've been wanting to know if we were coming back. So, yeah, we want to do Utah again. Good. We, we want you to come back. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> that was one of the best ones we've been to. That was a blast. Yeah. All right. We so did it. 
We got to meet a basketball player. We did his artwork. He came by. We did his caricature. Nice. Um, we get we we have fun in Utah. Utah was fun. Yeah, it was. We well, like it here. Yeah. <laughs> we decided to do a podcast about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Very cool. So you guys specifically have a project coming up with a with a kid out in New York, right? Correct. How how'd you get involved with a kid in New York? And when we say kid, this kid is twelve, right? Yeah, I mean it's kind of creepy. Two older middle aged <laughs> right. gentlemen from LA Here's hook your up scandal. with a kid in New York. Like, well, we, the... we, we scour the internet and uh, no. Well, Did you guys use like the dark Arizona. webs for that? <laughs> it's a special chat room. Right, right. <laughs> it's called, the chat room is called Candy Chat Room. It works every time. It works. Free, free candy, free candy right. chat. Free candy chat. Room. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, you want to? Talk? Oh, I, I, um, I have a director friend that uses me for his storyboards on all his movies, named Eric Ross, a great guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, called me out of the blue one day. He's like, "Hey, I uh, heard about this guy who has this kid that wrote this awesome book, and he wants to. They want to do a, a series, like a, a graphic novel. Give him a call." And uh, and I did. And yeah, we've been working with them for. Uh, almost a year now, right, Trey? Yeah, it's going on a year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've been doing all kinds of stuff for him and getting this book ready to launch a Kickstarter on, and uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So it's a it's a graphic novel, then, not just like a your everyday go to comic book. Yeah, right. It'll be a it's just a longer version of a comic. <laughs> it's gonna be a <laughs> how many pages you said? I think it broke down to be about. Like 30 or 50 pages, if I remember correctly. It might be more because he's he's fleshing out the script a little bit more. So we have uh, we have it's it's a it's very exciting. It's a different take on um, a lemonade stand and and about a kid and his dream to to go to a video game competition, but he has to raise the money himself. And it's about bullying and how to overcome bullying. And it's a great, you know, great coming from a 12 year old. You know, he's just very creative. So we want to do whatever we can to help him uh, reach his goals. It's kind of cool. So it's like so. a it's like a step above Axe Cop then. You guys yeah. ever seen Axe Cop? No, no. <laughs> You've made me see Axe Cop. So Axe Cop is like uh, this kid who's like, I don't know, four or five years old at the time, he used to tell these insane stories. And so his brother just wrote them all down and started illustrating oh. them and created a comic oh, out yeah. of it. I heard about that. I heard yeah. about that. <laughs> hey, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's like I... So what has what has your role been with um, with his... Are you helping with the artwork? Are you helping with the process of the story for Ozzy? The story-wise, um, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, basically just the promotion, the artwork, um, any any kind of uh, the website design, anything, anywhere we they can Ad use this. The animation, we're doing little animations for it. Animation, yeah. So Jeff yeah. handles like Jeff is handling like all the artwork, the comic book portions of it, and I'm doing like the animation and the editing and um and putting the ads together and stuff. So just teaming up to help him in any way we can. So and it's called it's called Stand Wars, right? Correct. And and you guys are launching a Kickstarter for it, right? Correct. Yeah, he's gonna launch the Kickstarter. I think he said around the 12th. It's gonna be this month. So if I'm correct, it's the 12th, but it may be subject to change. But um, 
we're going to have it uh, – the website it goes up uh, tomorrow, so it will be updated on there. And um, and if anybody wants to sign up for the newsletter, it will be on our newsletter. We'll keep everybody updated on that also. So. so is this something you guys are doing pro bono just to help him out, or is it more of a business venture? For us, it's more – it's in between. Like they paid for the uh, the artwork and the comic stuff and the animation, so that's already taken care of. Now everything else is basically just I just want to help. So help him succeed. That, that's cool. Help him succeed. The thing about our company, though, that's one thing that we like is that uh, that I like is that we we like to help small small companies or individuals that want to you know start a book or be an author or something. And after we help you uh, with the book. We're 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 we we're open to help with anything else. Like if is there anything that we can do, like you know, dr- name drop Jeff and say, hey, you know what, we got the guy that did Buffy the Vampire Slayer working on the book, or you know, if we can mention you in a uh, interview, we definitely want to try to help out so that they they can succeed. So, so you don't ever name drop Trey, then is what you're saying? Yeah, nobody name drop me a lot. No, not really. <laughs> not yet, but it will happen. Not yet, right? Right. I'm working on some. I'm working on some things. Wink, wink. Because <laughs> because it's a podcast, you can't see the wink, so I had to. <laughs> you can like take a picture okay. and then send it to us, and then we can like tweet it out and be like, Trey was winking. Right, right. Wink, wink. You know, it'll it'll pop up at the bottom. That'd be cool. A boomerang video. <laughs> So Jeremy always like does like motions with his hands. So you guys contacted us because you are super passionate about this kid. What? Yeah. I mean, tell us more about this kid. You you said you met him through the dad, but what is so unique about this little kid that drew you to him? <laughs> if you if you could. I'm trying to get him to do a video to add to the animation for the Kickstarter. But if you could talk to him or hear him, he just sounds so it's just he just has such a, a, a optimistic passion for what he's doing. Like he's just so happy about it. He, he says awesome a lot. I like that. <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It's just the energy that he carries himself with and about doing, you know, I wish I was 12 years old and I had somebody to help help me uh support some of the weird dreams i had back then so it's just you know it's just nice to support somebody that has such a passion for it at a young age yeah i think he's got a big future and i think Mm -hmm. this this book will spring off some other ideas he's got too that that we're helping him with as well the beginning Um, yeah just a sweet sweet kid and uh his dad just really wants him to learn the whole process of success and how to make his dreams come true on his own so yeah it's, it's pretty awesome so is he just totally the the creative mind behind it uh, or is he doing any of the artwork and kind of concept art himself or he no he uh all he did was give me the the character breakdown the script um and then i think they have a screenwriter friend that kind of helped him flush out the story a little bit so he kind of kind of helped his process a little more flush it out and, and make it uh a little more story-wise you know and this kid's hooked but, up what 15 year old wouldn't love to have all this help to take some wow. dream he's 12, 12. 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, even maybe he doesn't even understand <laughs> like the awesome <laughs> yeah. the awesome help he's getting here i mean that's that's yeah. pretty impressive stuff to be able to have all those people to help turn an idea like that into a uh into a reality really yeah big time so i do have a question um with the kind of the technical end of it with the printing 
have you guys are you guys involved in that at all or is that going to be totally him and where are you going because i know when it comes to graphic novels and books in general the printing that's one of the harder parts to figure out and to price right because you can only sell a graphic novel for a certain amount. I mean, you can't ask thirty bucks for it. So Correct. the printing yeah. is a is very tricky. Jeremy, Jeremy, by the way, is speaking from experience. He is a comic book <laughs> creator himself. So, so, so oh, okay. So I was on the team that created uh, Salt City Strangers. Uh, oh, okay. Comic book, and that that was, and we did a Kickstarter, and it was successful. But that was one of the hardest things. Uh, for us to deal with was the printing. Where do you go to get it printed and keep it reasonable? Because you can only charge so much for a comic book or a graphic novel. Yep. I well, believe he had a friend in Mongolia. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was Mongolia. He has a uh, his uh, Ozzy's uh, dad yeah, has a, a print shop and uh, a friend in, in Mongolia who has a print shop, and he flew out there to get <laughs> the book printed. Holy sample. Cow. Right. Yeah, we so, didn't have access awesome to that connection, right? There. Right. So he has a great deal on the print. I can't remember exactly the amount for the each book, but he got he got a great deal. So that way he can keep keep the price down a little bit. Yeah, that's fantastic. Man. I, when we were looking into it, you got good deals when you ran, you know, five thousand. Right. But right. it's like holy cow, that's a lot. <laughs> Where did you go? To print? I heard there was a good place in Utah to print for uh you for know, uh novels uh, i can't think of the name of the place right now um kinkos i know no. <laughs> kinkos <laughs> alpha graphics i i know that throughout the history of our comic book they we've bounced around uh, and oh. they've gone to different places out of state i want to say even out of the country for some of it but i'm pretty sure every <laughs> issue that they've run they've gone with a different printer because trying to find that price point is difficult to, to even break even because that is one of the hardest parts you can find good artists you can find writers you can get it put together but ultimately if it kills you to print it um that's where it's really tough to make money yeah right. the print is the is the, is the question i always said that when i crunched the numbers for him i said print is the question everything else is is, is pretty easy right so so have you guys helped in the design of his Kickstarter? Are you guys going to run that for him, or is that kind of his dad doing all that stuff for him? That's, that is him uh, running it. I'm going to – I crunched some numbers for him just because I love, the, I love business. I love business. I love marketing. I like the analytical stuff. It's just weird. I'm weird. But uh, <laughs> I crunched some numbers for him and pointed out some things that he had in his, his numbers that, uh, that to think about. So uh, right now he's on track, so they're going to handle it from here. I might – type up a, a spiel to see how he feels about it and what he wants to add. But that's just me just trying to help. What does your, what's your plan for distribution? Will he be at Comic-Con events, New York Comic-Con? Will it be like uh, Amazon, a Barnes & Noble? I think he's going to do, if I remember correctly, he's going to do the Amazon, Barnes & Noble. He's going to do the regular book route. And I think he was going to do the Comic-Cons. He wants to do a Comic-Con, I think. So... And if, if we can, we would, we would love to be there. So we're going to try to be there and, and support him and, well, you know, maybe do a couple caricatures. He's got a big <laughs> one in his backyard if he's in New York. Right. <laughs> I would New totally York. buy from a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, I think that would be kind of cool to, you know, see the beginning. Then you can wrap it up and be like, I remember when he was 12 before he became <laughs> yeah. a right. And stop talking to people. He don't talk to nobody no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the crowd. Remember us? Remember? You're like, hey, don't touch me. 
<laughs> that just happens to any like teenager though. That just goes along with they just get to that point where they all think they're like, super I'm important. Like, right. <laughs> right. I'm like, you got an Instagram, don't know how to act. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can you can teach them the public the public skills. Both of you have been in those crowds, so you can keep yeah. them nice and humble and you know in his room. Try. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's yeah. he's a good kid. I can't see him even getting like that. He's like, I'm telling you, if y'all, I wish I could have had him on for the interview. If you get to talk to him, he's just, you can see how how just genuine, genuinely, genuine. Is that what I want to say? Genuine? Genuinely genuine. <laughs> yeah, genuinely genuine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not like the singer. Right, not to sing. I, that was, you know what's funny is that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't want him to be genuine. Yeah, the pony is just can't do your mind right. Right, yeah, that's the whole bit. <laughs> so I got a I got a question for each of you, um, because this okay. is the new Utah podcast. We're gonna I'm gonna bring it back to Utah for a second. Um, okay. What's uh What do you guys love the most about Utah when you were here? <sighs> is that because there's so many who's, things? Whose side was that? Was that you, Jeff, or was that you, Jeff? <laughs> That, that was, was me Jeff. because I, you know, I didn't get to explore it as much as I wanted to. We were kind of um, go back to your hotel room and just do some characters. Yeah, yeah we kind of had to get, you know, like I, when I right after I leave the show, I'm like back in my hotel room drawing, trying to get as many as I can done. Like mm. I, my day doesn't end until like three or four in the morning, and then I'm right back, you know, in the morning to start all over. So I didn't get to really visit. I mean, I had a great time just walking around downtown and driving around. Um, down close to the convention center and stuff, and I thought it was beautiful. I really want to come back and and visit for a longer time when I can just have fun and enjoy it. But yeah, I just love the the landscape and and uh, it was just gorgeous down there. So what's, definitely want to come back for you, Jeff. What's something that you would love to do when you come back if you get a chance to come back again? What's something that you would love to do? Well, I, I like to ski. I'd love to try some skiing. I heard skiing's good up there. Not, this Not year. right now. We Best don't have any snow. snow. We got no snow. Best <laughs> snow on earth yeah. when we get it, though. Oh, okay, okay. Give it a little um, while. I, heard, uh, I, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a shopper. I like to find new places to eat. I'm a foodie, so I like the city life and just hang out and check out the, all the artistic stuff down there. <clears throat> Excuse me, I swallowed some water down the wrong pipe. Breed it to it, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Trey? Well, I didn't. I didn't do nothing but talk, so I got to enjoy everything. I rode ponies. I uh, no, I'm playing. No, I go back. To, I went back to the room. I helped him with the coloring and everything else. So I was busy most of the time. But you know, I love the, like I said, like he was saying, walking around for a little bit that we did, and uh, it's just a lot of. It's just bright there. It just seemed brighter. I don't know why. It's just like a fresh air. So uh, would love to. I guess. I guess I would love to spend more time there though, and look around and and get to see more stuff. Everything shut down on Sunday, though. I noticed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, everything, everything shut down. Like We was like, maybe we'll go do something after this con. And it was, and I said, they was like, there's no con on Sunday. I was like, what? <laughs> They're like, sweet, we have Sunday to do stuff. Oh, right. I was like, oh. I was like, well, we might as well head back then, I guess. Yeah, we pretty much. We drove back. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, next well, time we want to come out a couple days early and, and uh, yeah. spend, see the sights and stuff. We'll show and you around. This oh. year, this year we said we might when we do the the uh, the art, we're gonna stop at a certain point so we don't have as much. I mean, it's unfortunate, but that way he can uh, 
we can enjoy a little bit. We might not even do it on the last day, like half a day at a con, so we can walk around. That's one thing Jeff missed is walking around <laughs> and buying stuff. Well, if, if he goes to the ba- if he goes to the bathroom, I lose him. Like, <laughs> he didn't get bathroom breaks when we worked. I was like, uh-uh, no, you'll leave. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming right back. I gotta find an escort. Could you escort him? <laughs> were you uh were you a guest at all last time you were here, Jeff, or did you were you just in a booth the whole time? Um were we Trey, I can't remember if we were we had a guest spot or We we didn't get a, a get to do a uh a panel or anything, but we did get uh we did get a guest spot. We didn't have to pay for anything. Yeah. Oh, so, that's right. I, that was cool. I, I mean, I would just assume, you know, specifically, Jeff, with all your background uh, doing special effects and, and storyboards and stuff like that, that, you know, you'd be a potential panelist for, for them for some stuff. So that, Yeah, you I, would, know, I would enjoy that. That's what I tried to get us signed up for, but they said they were full. Then this year um, they said that they weren't sure if they were going to be able to give us a spot. So they they wind up not contacting us. So that's why we didn't do it this year. Oh, this last so, year. Yeah, this last year. So um, I'm trying to get us in this this year. So that's what I'm working on right now. We better put in a good word for you then. I would appreciate that. That would yeah, be awesome. Be nice. So do you guys do the Phoenix Con then, or are there other conventions that you participate in? Yeah. 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 We do Phoenix. Um, we do Vegas. Uh, Amazon Amazing Kind used to go on, but I heard they canceled. But we used to do Vegas, uh, Palm Springs. Uh, there's one more. I'm, I'm forgetting. Nana. Oh no, we did. Oh, we did video. Uh, we did a, a toy con. We did a toy con. That didn't. That didn't turn out very well. <laughs> a, little, a little different audience at a toy con. Adult yeah. toy con. We got invited. We thought, you know, they was like, yeah, we're going to have a comic book section and area. We was like, okay, fine. That's cool. But it was like in the back room of the stadium, <laughs> like the loading dock area. <laughs> so it didn't turn out very well, but it was fun. We still have fun. So, yeah, it was cool. I mean, we got we got some pictures with Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, and uh, yep. nice. and, uh, uh, <laughs> Savior of the Universe. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so how? Yeah, we had, we had fun anyway, regardless. How can people get a hold of you if uh, you know they want you to do some illustrations for them or run their business or uh, be their mouthpiece? <laughs> 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 we uh, we have uh, on the website um, artdimes.com. You can go there and you can um, look at the portfolio. You can fit, fill out a form to get a character tree done. Uh, you can contact us from there or just email us at artdimes um, at gmail.com and we'll do whatever you need. You just let us know what you want. Anything else you guys want to tell us about Ozzy or any upcoming events? That you guys are doing? Yeah, upcoming projects. So I wish I could tell you everything that's in the <laughs> that's in the process right now. I, Secret. When, when I do, it comes into fruition. I definitely will uh, let you know. But yeah, I got some big irons in the fire right now. So yeah, we do exciting stuff. 2018 is going to be great. We can't see what you're branding with those. Wait to see what you're branding with those irons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can. I, we can at least say that we got some books coming out this year. We're going to publish and um, our own books. And um, and and we're we're fiddling around with. Uh, that's why I said back in Hollywood, we we might be fiddling around with going back to do some things for somebody. So. Are you on an airplane right now? <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like there's a bowling a bowling ball rolling towards you guys. I thought he was a jet, <laughs> not us. 
that was a that was actually a fidget spinner. I didn't even know y'all could hear that, so I apologize. <laughs> but I spun it on the table. I was trying to get the mood, I think. And uh <laughs> It was like a drum roll. Was it? Did you like that? You and Chris are now best friends, but <laughs> I've got so many little fidget toys on my desk. Hilarious. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> well, thank, thanks so much for chatting with us, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. We appreciate you having us. Anytime. Well, um, I got to say, uh, well, thanks to our guests first off. Um, was, uh, so, Stand Wars uh, will be out on Kickstarter here in about a week or so. Uh, maybe closer to two. We'll put a link up. Website um, goes live tomorrow, though. Or today, I suppose, when this posts, yeah. if, if so, all goes well. It'll be uh, something to watch out for. Sounds like a, a cool piece done by some guys that have a lot of freaking experience. Uh, so uh, that's all well and good. But we want to get back to Utah now. Um, <laughs> Bring it on home. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to start with the top story of the day. So it's been in the news for about a week that Orrin Hatch was going to do a big announcement today. Because uh, the guy can't do anything silently except for when he fucks people over. Um, Behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. That's that's when he really just rams it right <laughs> in when you say no. Um, but uh, Senator Orrin Hatch has announced his retirement. So he is officially going to retire from the Senate. So Kat Palmer said, everybody post your reaction but with a GIF file. And... Everyone was like, cheers, and jumping up and down. And I posted Snape that said, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the reality is he's probably dying inside of a couple of years. And, I still uh, say it's like a uh, weekend at Bernie's, and he's been dead for like two years, and they've just been propping him up. And It could be, man. This guy's <laughs> he's old. This is what kills me about Hatch, right? So he's 83 years old. He's been in, he's the longest-serving senator in the in the Senate right now. Um, he would have pulled a Strom Thurmond if he would have continued through his next term, which is die in office. Um, he's still not done yet? <laughs> uh, no, Strom Thurmond died. The racist son of a bitch No, he's died. talking about Hatch. No, I'm saying Hatch. He's still got a little time. He could yeah, kick, yeah kick I mean, it. He, could, he could kick it in the next couple kick of years. Kick it! Uh, dun, dun, dun. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've said it before. I voted for Hatch um, uh, for specific reasons, but Warren Hatch, when he originally ran back in like the 1920s, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he, he was instrumental in getting the electrical fair, in the, it, getting electricity yeah i mean he had a huge hand in the he creation of the union pacific railroad and <laughs> wow no he uh, helped drive the spike yeah at the golden spike. He wa- yeah he was that's why he brings everyone to utah so he can show them his handiwork uh, down on prominent point uh Promontory. Promontory. <laughs> Whatever, I don't fucking know. Uh, anyway. I know, that's why I corrected you. <laughs> and that's another specific And my name is not even Bree. When you have it? autographs from the first World Series team. So wait, wait. Because so you were there. Pro- Promontory Point was where the east side of the railroad met the west, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, think about how close the west. The west are fucking awesome. Like, the people on the west were like, yeah, you check this out, east coast motherfuckers. We're going to build, like, a... Th- eighth of the track that you guys built. <laughs> and we're going to call it the halfway point, yeah. bitches. <laughs> we're going to fucking drive a spike in like, two and like half 400 miles off coast, bitches. <laughs> this is halfway. Eat it. <laughs> I don't know how far off coast it really is, but it ain't can that I, fucking far. Can I use a picture from Wild Wild West for this podcast? <laughs> Halfway would be like Iowa. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. There was no fucking halfway. They fucking, they're like, nah, you bitches got to keep coming. 
keep building the railroad this way. They keep getting the telegraph. Just a little farther. God damn it. And then they're like, wait, we got we're fucking stopping in Utah, bitches. We're not going past Utah. Fine, we'll meet you halfway. <laughs> is there even a town down there anymore? Like, is it just just like a little landmark now? It's Ogden, isn't it? Promontory Point. I thought that was down yeah. south. Was oh, it up it's by up Ogden? North, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. It. That's how little it actually matters to me. But it is a uniquely Utah thing. But anyway, back to uh, Orrin Hatch, Hatch. Who drove so, the Golden Spike himself. Orrin Hatch. I mean, he's old. He's not that old. His. his I think he was born in the heart of the Depression. Uh he's in his 80s now. So yeah, 83. So that's about right. So he was born in the Depression. Um, but when he first ran to be a senator, I think he served like 36 years or something. More than that. Um, when he first I'm ran. I'm 42 and he was elected before I was born. Were you Google it on your Google box over there? Uh, but when he did run, I know that his initial platform was running on like anti-establishment, uh, getting people out of office quicker and term limits. Again, do it. It's longest, in Box Elder County, by the way. Longest serving senator in the Senate. <laughs> One of the Google questions is what took place in Promontory, Utah in 1869. They drove a spike. That's what was Googled. It didn't even go in the first time, did it? Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> the hole was a little too tight. It was born in 1934. <laughs> they didn't grease it up enough. Needed to put some more lubrication on that spike before they drove it in the hole. He was born between the two great wars. Weren't they all great? Some were better than others. No, Vietnam wasn't great. <laughs> Not for us, anyway. Well, so, I'm sorry. He's been a senator since 77. I was two. I yeah, take so that what? Back. That's 40 years. Yeah, 40, 40 years. 40 years on the dot. Fuck, man. So he's been, he's been around for a long time. His seat is up. So there's a lot of speculation of who's going to run for it. Um, the biggest one is probably Romney. Um, do you really think that he will? Why not? I don't they know. fucking hate him in his home state now. Why he doesn't live there here? anymore. He lives here. He yeah. moved back to Utah. That's because they fucking hate him in Massachusetts. His nephew was just in my dealership the other day. His nephew's your dealer? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Is he the one that threw you back out? He actually runs Bob Magazine. Back Bob's out. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> it was Orange Magazines, but that didn't go over well, so they changed it to Bob's Magazines. <laughs> Had a well, better ring. Isn't it. his middle name like Robert? Oh, I think it's Grant William Warren Grant or some stupid shit. That he's the OG. He's the he's he's the OG. So anyway, there's there's a lot of speculation. Uh, the chances of a Democrat winning that seat. Well, <laughs> I, get so silly. I think Misty Snow would be a great. No, <laughs> I love Misty to death. Uh, but she it, has she has bigger fish to fry named Chris Stewart. Yeah, I think she's got a much better shot taking his seat in in Congress. Uh, but look. It's not going to go to a Democrat, and, and as much as I'd like it to, as much as I think that things have changed, um, you know, watching... How did you know that that was his middle name? That's so random. What? Grant. Uh, I don't know. This is weird. Look, they call me Chris Clavin. You know Cliff Clavin yes, from, from Cheers? Yes, I'm called Chris Clavin by people I work around because I just am a fucking font of random bullshit. Like, it sounds like total bullshit, like papyrus but it's all font true. or like t- new times new no, Roman. That's too hard to read. Sans serif. <coughs> sans Com- serif. Comic Bold. sans. Comic sans. No I comic sans. Today. Wingdings. <laughs> Wingdings. Type in hard to read. <laughs> <laughs> Type off. Well, you're really hard to read. Yeah, I'm Wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to call you that What about now. webdings? <laughs> Have you seen our, the webdings? <laughs> this is our podman <laughs> Webdings italicized. Because <laughs> I'm fancy. Underlined and bold. I'm going to write our entire show notes in wingdings now. <laughs> no, you should do some of them in webdings, We too. should. We should. I'm not going to do it because it'll fuck up our feed, but... <laughs> We totally have to put a Facebook post in Wingdings for this episode, <laughs> Jess. I can just type it in words, change the font, change the font to Wingdings, and then paste right into Facebook. I don't even know just if it's a screenshot. I don't think it will support it. I think you should have to make an image out of it. We'll find out. Jess will find out. <laughs> when I say we'll find out, out it's not me. It's Jess. <laughs> uh, so other other uh, other things going on. Um, uh, in Utah government, we're gonna. This is gonna be a government-heavy uh, podcast, probably for the next two months to the end of February. Do you think? No. I'm really annoyed at how much I'm playing with this because it only does two things. See, see, it's it's fidgety. That's why it's good. But it only does two things, and it bothers me. Like it's actually making me. Here's angry. the Rubik's cube. You can play no. with this one. So I have never in my life been able to fix. It's easy. It's just a pattern. Finish a Rubik's cube. It's easy. You know, then fix the one upstairs. All right, I will. You only fixed one side of it. Nah, just play with it all the time. Uh, anyway. Um, That's what she said. So some lo- other local government shakeup. <laughs> um, so we, we actually talked about the the uh, um, one in Salt Lake last, was it last week? Where we elected more LGBTQ city council members yeah. than ever before. That was before. a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we, we actually have a half and half split. However, I did hear this morning, two of them are stepping down. Not the LGBTQ ones, oh. but two council members from Salt Lake, maybe from Salt Lake City Council, are stepping down finally. Yes, um, but we have our first LGBTQ LMNOP judge oh in yeah. Salt Lake. That's yes. true. That's true. Uh, so five Utah cities have uh, or are going to inaugurate their first female mayors. So we've got uh, Provo. Um, I don't know. Then you're just Don Ramsey their first in woman. South Jordan. You've got uh, Vineyard. I didn't even know there was a place called Vineyard. Yeah, it's right next to Orem. It's well, Orem's we didn't know that, friend. but apparently our friends live there. And I now, isn't it weird how like you've never heard of something and then you hear it once, and now then you start to hear it everywhere. And then Harrisville and Hildell also elected uh, women. For we should time. get Senator Wayne Harper on our show. He's notorious for passing the most bills. Okay, try and get. I on like the show. this one. Hildell elects first mayor who's not part of a polygamous. Well, and she, so so Hildell kind of has two firsts. They elect their first female mayor. And a non-polygamous sect mayor. Um, yeah, the female one was but that's, huge. That's actually really big news because Hildell has been in a lot of hot water for the crazy polygamous shit that goes on down there. Like they're the ones, they're some of the ones that've been getting in trouble for the welfare fraud with the food stamp stuff. Yeah, that was um, big. They've been getting in huge trouble for the way the police forces run down there uh, with the the FLDS stuff. So I mean, that's that's some big changes to Hildell. That's uh, you know, uh, curtain dress people. Is what I like to call So, it. Riverton elects first female majority city council, Tawny uh, McKay, and I voted for her. <gasps> you helped. I did. So, but Way this to is, go. When we talk about having an impact, guys, this is, this is what we mean. Voting in these smaller elections make a huge difference. West Jordaning. West Jordaning? <laughs> so, West Jordan, one of the things that's happening there is they're uh, uh, changing to a strong mayor form of government. Um, so they kind of, uh, they're going to have a seven member council, um, and then a mayor, uh, in charge of that. So that's the, that's a big change for them. And then, yeah, we already talked about the other one. So a lot of changes in local, local political standings going on in the state of Utah. Uh, A lot of really cool, promising changes. Uh, still 
we're not going to elect a Democratic senator. Sorry, it's not going to happen. I would have to see some radical shit shift in the next, you know. What would you do months. if it happened? I'd be so fucking happy. I might actually try to work on a campaign. Like your own? Or like helping no. someone's, someone else out? I'd help someone else out. I still think you should run. You've got that open seat. I might. I might. Uh, I've got all this free time now because Bree won't <laughs> let me do curling. So. Since you're not curling. <laughs> You have to curl. That <laughs> oh my gosh. Dream is dashed. I want to come support you at your curling event. <laughs> Thanks, Bree. I wonder if we get sponsored jerseys it by like Land O'Lakes Butter awesome. or <laughs> some dental no, group. They only support children's soccer. You don't know that. You don't know that. They might support me and my curling You ventures. don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got to have a dream. Uh, so, other <laughs> things changing. So, we're going to talk. We're going to be talking about some new laws, potential laws that are coming up, but uh, just some things to keep note of. Hey, did anybody hear anything about the new liquor law and how it affected New Year's Eve? Mm-mm. It wouldn't have yet because uh, it wasn't a new year. What you talking about? No, it no, went no, into no. effect the thirtieth. Went into effect last night. Oh. Well, no, the thirty-first. Basically, no, it went into effect the thirty. I know, but basically the thirty-first, where people would have been driving drunk. Yeah, because so no, I don't know the point. The point oh five. It did go through? Yeah. It, it would have taken effect. Or uh, does it take effect in de- December 30, 30th, no. 2018? I thought it was this year. No, I think it's next year. Oh, never mind then. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people still fighting it. Yeah, it's it's got a battle. Um, but I don't think it's going away, by the way. Um, so anyway, laws that are going into effect, uh, car safety inspections are gone. They're out. You know, I... Except for commercial vehicles. Which is good. So um, when does that take place? Yesterday. As of today. Well, yesterday. Yeah. The so first. You start through emissions, but not safety? You still have yes. to do emissions if your car is due for emissions, but you don't have to do safety. Which is every other year if it's 2000 or older? No. I have no idea. I can't remember. So if it's a new car, you only have to do emissions every other year. If it's a, and, and if it's brand new, you don't have to do it for like the first four years. I didn't have to do shit. And if it's a Volkswagen, they're <laughs> cheating anyway. So. <laughs> I called today and, and ordered a new 12. They're going to mail it to me because I'm lazy. Oh, for your, your license, plate? license plate? Yeah, those numbers just have been shit the last little while. I had to mean, replace well, mine. We replaced oh, hers. you just reminded me of a bill that actually Senator Harper is going to be putting into session, and it is that you cannot get uh, a ticket if your sticker has come off but your registration is valid. Bam! That's good. I That's just remembered good. it. I've That's been good. I've been trying to look it up and yeah, because it's stupid. Me. How is that fair to you if you're if the well, state stickers suck yeah, because that's just it. The, the state stickers like right. the the month stickers are the ones that are the problem because the other ones are like you can't fucking chisel them off with a razor blade. So but the the month stickers like curl up. They've just printed they them shittier and shittier. So so we went and picked up the plates for our new car and got home and I went to put them on and realized there were no stickers in it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's helpful. So I went back to the dealership, and they're like, oh, uh, the, the they must have not have given them to us. And then the little guy behind the counter was like, oh, no, I remember they were in there, and they fell out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Oh, and they fell out, and I didn't bother to put the fuckers back fell in. Out well, where the fuck are they? Because the number that's yeah. on that year is important, because yeah, that's the one it's that It's registered actually, to your car. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we can't find it. We're sorry. So over the Christmas break, I got to go to the DMV. And go, hey, I need new stickers. Cause Luckily, going to the DMV is not that bad. It's not yeah. as bad as it it's used to be. No, well, Especially DM- the one at the point. The DMV is fine. It's the driver's license division that sucks. Yeah. yeah. So the lady there, though, was like, well, did they give you your money back? I'm like, 
people know. She said, because we have to charge it for this. I'm like, well, I already Yeah, paid. they have to charge you new registration. I'm like, I already paid the dealership. And she's like, okay, we'll waive it. So she was cool about it, but she was not happy. No, no, because, I mean, but it's only like 35 bucks or something. So, so they had to cancel the registration cancel the paperwork. One, do the new one. Do a whole new one. New stickers. Oh so when when we got Cassie's new car, it took for I sort of got it took forever to get her plates to come in, and I called and called, and they just acted like it was no big deal. I'm like, yeah, it's not. Do you want me to tell you all about this because I work in a dealership yeah, and we, we have would. people that call like you do every day. Forty five days is a DMV. Yeah, forty five days. It was if it goes over, which it does more often than not, because the DMV is so backed up, the dealership will pay for any tickets that you get. What's What's funny is. If you go in, and it's not it's, a dealership issue, it is a DMV issue. But but the dealership. This is the thing. If I privately buy a car and I go to buy plates, it takes literally ten minutes in the DMV. And they have. And they have. But it's a, just a different process. So. Right. But why can't I get the same deed of sale from the dealer because they write it up when I'm there and just take it myself? And the answer is because dealers charge dock fees, and that's one of the dock fees that they charge for. It would be just as easy to and do that it, yourself at the DMV. It, it wouldn't have been so bad had the dealership communicated, been helpful. Yeah. Because it was like I called and I got transferred around 30 different times every time I called. And nobody could ever just say, hey, guess what? They get really backed up sometimes. Don't worry about it. If you get a ticket, we'll cover it. Nobody ever once told me Except that, that dealership may not cover it. Right. But but my point is... is is it's it's not helpful. Like when you go to the dealership and the people just act like it's no big well, deal because they deal with it every day. It's frustrating to people who don't deal with it every day, and it's a big deal to people who are trying to and the re- get their shit taken care of. The reality is, it doesn't matter. They're not going to give you a damn ticket if your temporary tags are expired on a new car purchase. Uh, they do actually. So unfortunately, yeah. and I would like it if you put my eighteen on my car for me. <laughs> That's what we're getting back to. Well, yeah, because it's cold outside, and I have to open the garage door to do it. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> no, no, no singing today. Hey, I sang uh, Flash earlier. Kind of. I don't uh, know. That's not really singing. That's like going. Wah, wah. <laughs> See, that was me doing one. That was um, hotel room tag. So, but anyway, so car safety inspections. I know we talked about this last year when it was coming up in the legislature, yep. um, but I kind of, I don't really have a problem with it going away. I think it's the right thing to do after reading a lot about it. But I'm glad that they had it when we were trying to buy the Ford, even though the Ford's a piece of shit now, because like Cassie's car could have like fallen apart. While she was you know what though? But but our mechanic that we go to, we go to Excel Automotive, by the way, I'm happy to, to say their name. Um they do a, a new car check. So if you're going to buy a car, a used car from someone, you can take it over there, take a couple different cars over there for like 50 bucks. They'll put it up on lifts. They'll take a look at it for you. They'll give you an honest opinion. You know, they'll say, look, it's leaking oil. You can see the seepage kind of coming out in a couple spots, but it's a 10-year-old car that's going to happen. It you doesn't know, look it like actively, it's actively dripping. Yeah. It's just kind of seeping. It's not a big deal. Or, hey, this car's been in an accident that they didn't bother to tell you yeah, about. Yeah, here you can see where the frame's bent, or, you know, you can see that this joint's out of place and the wheel wobbles. And so whether it passes a safety inspection or not, they're going to give you that kind of information if you have a trustworthy mechanic. Um, and then, yeah, hotel room tax. So this is a big deal, right? It's like a resort fee that's everywhere else. Yeah, and so not everywhere else, but when you go to a place like 
Las Vegas, Vegas. or you go to uh, certain places in like Florida, for example, any kind of big tourist area, uh, you're going to get, for the most part, hotel taxes. Um, And that's just a way to get income on the state from visiting people. I think it's great. I think Utah has so much tourism. Uh, I mean, look, Zion Park, what, like three to six million visitors a year? Oh, it was so backed up during the holidays that they shut it down. Yeah, and that's that's not on that's not uncommon, by the way. And that's Christmas. That's and, December, people. And they all have to have a place to stay, uh, and they're staying in hotels. And there's a lot of nice hotels down in southern Utah. The back of my um, car. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is on her way to homelessness. Um, <laughs> no, but the the hotel. I have tax, to have a bed in a bathroom. It's thirty two cents on a hundred on a hundred dollar night hotel room. That's it's really nothing. People aren't going to balk at it because it's fairly normal out there. Uh, it's not going like to really. Like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the Cadbury Easter egg. Fuck now. So a couple other things. Uh, gun destruction. Um, Is that like destroying firearms? <laughs> uh, yeah. So they they passed a measure. Um, it says authorities can sell abandoned guns or give them to a dealer instead of destroying them. So it used to be, uh, you know, if cops confiscate a, a load of weapons, they have to destroy them. Um, but uh, now they're only doing that if it's condition prevents it from being sold. So instead of getting guns off the streets, what we're going to do is get guns off the streets and then put them back into the hands of people that buy them from pawn shops and private dealers at gun shows where they don't have to do a goddamn thing to get the gun. Uh, so <laughs> Jess has got a gun show going on over there. Creating a great cycle. Um, what a what a fantastic idea for a law. Let's just go ahead and keep uh, putting those guns back in the hands of people that don't need them. Uh, and then clean fuel incentives. Uh, so there's a big tax break uh, to Utah refineries for taking steps to produce cleaner gasoline. Um, so tier three fuels essentially. Uh, that's sweet. Let's keep giving tax breaks to the motherfuckers polluting our air. <laughs> so. Which would be basically everyone driving a car in Utah. Yeah, but it's also the refineries. Like the the refineries are a big part of it. You can argue with me till you're blue in the face. The refineries I'm going to. are a big. I'm actually going to bring my dad on the show so we can have this discussion. Okay, and I'll pull up actual facts. Instead of what corporate bullshit's been given to him. He's not a corporate head person. He's actually the head engineer, so. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. No. The refiners have a lot to do with it. I'm not saying cars don't. We have a really bad car problem here because our public transportation sucks. Yes, um, we've talked about that before. But, but uh, those refineries have a big hand in things. Uh, and our coal power. Coal power's got and big. our building structures. Yes, coal yeah. power is a big, big one too. It's fucking gnarly. It, it really is. Uh, okay, so it's like we're living in London in the 1800s. <laughs> one of the things that you might see on on the hill maybe would be air quality, but uh, porn is more likely. Water quality, uh, water reform. So uh, our our buddies down in southern Utah. Um, so Kim Coleman, who's actually out of West Jordan. But then, uh, you know, my friend down in Kanab, Mike Noel, fucking douchebag extraordinaire. Your friend. Dude, dude, dude passes so much bullshit legislation. I don't understand it. Dude's from a county of like 400 people and he passes more legislation than anyone else in the state. Didn't he have the, the max count no, last session? No, I just told you Wayne Harper is oh. the one that passes the most. So but didn't Mike Noel have a ton? <laughs> Probably close, but I Wayne think, Harper's yeah. the one that always passes the most. 
Uh, it's back to some like the dirty chicken law. So, so a lot of <laughs> stuff they want to do in terms of um, making people more aware of water, where their water comes from. Um, the faucet. The ground. Yeah, it doesn't just come Ocean. out of nowhere. Um, the sky. So uh, it's also going to try and put some limitations on uh, city's ability to provide water outside of municipal boundaries. So Salt Lake City can't easily ship water to Vegas. South Salt Lake or Vegas or, you know, West Jordan. Um, so anyway, some, some stuff like that up on the hill. Um, you said there were some other things that you were you were watching as well, right? Who's you? There's Jess, three you's here. Jess. <laughs> no, Sorry, just the one that no, the one that I mentioned. Okay. The the one about the tags. And we'll have more. We're just now starting to see this this legislation, these numbers. When does it start in two out. weeks? Yeah, this, so the session starts in a couple of weeks, I think. So we're just starting to see uh, these things come out. So Noel's measure that he's proposing is going to nullify a number of stringent rules and restrictions that are part of a 99 watershed ordinance adopted by Salt Lake City that gave it broad latitude to invoke protections on behalf of water quality, including prohibition of dogs and other domesticated animals. So for instance, if you go up, Wasatch, if you go up any of the, the Wasatch mount- mountains, mountains, yeah, you cannot have your dogs up there because it's a watershed area that Salt Lake has deemed needs to be protected. And he's trying to pass that. He's trying to get rid of those restrictions um, because it also it, it also affects like down in southern Utah. So oh. ignore up here, but if he's down in southern Utah where they're fed off of a stream or like Lake Powell, they could impose those kind of registration registrations they could po- impose those kind of restrictions over there which then has a negative impact well there but there family. are a lot of places that you are not allowed to have your yeah pets going. and that's why it's it's all because of water quality because those are used as watersheds that feed that makes uh, sense why would you get rid major of major population bases i don't want dog poop in my water why would you fucking resell guns that you get from <laughs> criminals you wouldn't no no in the state of utah we now are required to we cannot destroy them unless they're inoperable what about the deer that pee and what if you <laughs> is that why we shoot him? Well, and and the fish? fish what about the fish? Well, and that's that's an argument that's an argument from a guy like Noel, which is, well, yeah, dogs shit in the water, but we have water filtration systems. That doesn't fucking make it better. Like, there's still all kinds of problems there. I don't anyway. even know. <laughs> what if you destroyed the guns before anybody knew? Well, that'd be good, but here we are. So the criminals should start destroying them before they get caught. Right. That Do works. the deed and then just run over your gun or blow it up with a M80 or something like that. I don't know. All right. Our next pressing issue. <laughs> 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 Chris is abandoning us. So I'm in charge. Yay. Utah police training on, to spot this train around. mental health crisis. Do what? I think this is fantastic. It's I can't find any of my articles today. Utah police you training to spot on. mental health crisis. You didn't read this, did you? <laughs> I don't think I have this one. Uh, here. So there is an Orem police detective that is learning to sift crimes from crises. So what are we seeing now? An issue with guns, people with mental health, domestic Abuse, domestic violence, uh, PTSD from soldiers, that's all, you know, right. bullying, whatever. And so he ha- he's made himself basically a role as his mental health officer 
um, and working and building relationships with people that uh, have issues that can be addressed with medication, therapy, housing, um, and, and other kind of issues. I think they saw a lot of that when they did their big bus downtown this last summer. That that there is a fair amount of people that don't need to be put in prison. They need mental right help help right and he well and he said if they pull up on a scene and think it doesn't feel right it's not a straight black or white case we can consult with them so you know instead of well it's just digging deeper basically yeah and and mental health crisis doesn't just mean crazy homeless guy it also means people that are in a a a mode of suicide well i forgot that you know want suicide by cop type thing like the guy that got ran over this week yeah. He laid down in the middle of the road in an incredibly busy intersection. I box up in that area, and that intersection is so busy. And at first they were like, oh, a pedestrian got hit. No, the guy laid down in traffic. Yeah, so there's 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 other mental health crisis types. Along with the suicide rates being as high as they are. That's a huge step in the right direction. Right. I think that's going to do it for news. Um I want to talk about uh, kind of 2017 in review. I mean, we're going to do the, the same cliche bullshit that everyone does. Yay. Um, this is a lot of sports news. Utah is. is not a sporty kind of place. Uh, well, it is. Utah's a very sporty it's not. place. Um, but but uh, it's not. We have a bunch of, of minor <laughs> league teams. We have some professional teams. We have a championship team. We could have a, uh, an Olympic curling team. We have team a pro women's soccer team. Okay. We have the Utah <laughs> Olympic <laughs> Oval. We have, you know, U.S. bobsled team trains here. We've got a bunch of, of ski people that train here. Ski um, people? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck else to call them. Skiers? But you uh, people, guys, the Olympics are in a month. So and some a half. of the so exciting. Some of the big sports stories in in uh, uh, Utah this year. So big one was was Miller, the Miller family actually establishing a trust for the Utah Jazz. Um, so was owned by the Larry H. Miller Group. Uh, Larry Miller passed away. His son Greg Miller took over. Um, basically, they decided this needs to go into a trust, so it's not managed directly by. The family necessarily. I mean, there's still a, a trustee and everything. Um, just a little bit different kind of, of, of way to manage the team. Uh, It'll just ownership. keep the Jazz in Utah for a lifetime. Yeah, basically, basically. it's the closest thing to a perpetual owner, ownership that, that can be there. So the trust to sell the, to, to sell the team would be very, very difficult for the trust. Um, Gordon Hayward left, which was a big deal. If you follow and basketball, broke his leg. don't yeah, like the fucking first game with a new team. Uh, it was like the first five minutes yeah, of was, the game. And if you haven't seen the and video, it's disgusting. Don't watch it. It's like <laughs> don't watch it. It's 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 horrific. Cool. I saw it and I was like, motherfucker, cool. I've done vomited that. in your mouth. I didn't no, because I didn't. I've actually done that to my leg. Yeah, but you are not on hardwood. You are on cardboard. He was on. She was, he was on concrete. There was there was concrete under the cardboard. You asshole. <laughs> and it was January. Uh, we weren't so even friends yet, so I. Can't so it was that. cold. Oh motherfucker! <laughs> Jess, you forgot you to say. On hardwood, you forgot you were to, on what, did, what did Jeremy do? Uh, wah, wah. Yeah, wah, wah. Wah. <laughs> but it is like if you saw Javier Morales' injury years ago. Uh, very similar injury. So, but that was a huge. That was a huge, uh, huge story. Thing. Um, I don't give a shit about BYU firing Ty Dentmer as their offensive coordinator. He was only there. For Except for I feel it should be a great lesson for any organization that is afraid to let someone go. 
Ty Detmer. They fired Ty Detmer. Who cares? Businesses fire your bad employees that well, are performing. Yeah. That's my point. Honestly, BYU, fire Kalani Sataki. He, the head coach is the problem. If, if you got to. Didn't they just hire him? Yeah. Yes. But they just hired Ty Detmer too. Right? Like he wasn't I there for years, was he? I have no mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. So I don't know the whole like story there. Maybe. I don't really give a shit about BYU football. So. But guess what? You do care about. Pecky <laughs> was fired, yeah. She's, it's one of those, just uh, because you're a great athlete doesn't mean you're a good coach. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, Pecky, RSL, you don't want to read about that. So, uh, Who's Matt Gay? Uh, Who's Lou Groza? What sport is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's soccer. <laughs> uh, you have all these people. soccer team. No, it's college football kicking. So he's the kicker for Utah. Thank you. I was gonna say I, no, he? no, not. He Utah. was a former soccer player. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. Thank but you. he's a he's a uh, U, Where did he play at though? That he got the award. I don't know. Was it Utah? Orem High he, School. He played at Orem High School. <laughs> it's true. It only goes. It, only it doesn't goes. actually even say. It it's just says that he was award-winning Utah kicker. It's, it's the U, University of Utah. Oh yeah, that okay. he he won the <laughs> Lou Groza Award, which is just because he was a walk-on the, place kicker for Kyle Whittingham. A lot of them are actually most of his place kickers. <laughs> end up doing that. What the fuck are you guys doing? Playing, I'm playing with Breeze Box, and it's weird. Wow! <laughs> like no one heard anything we just said because of you guys. Sorry, because <laughs> Bree's just laughing her ass off in the mic, and Jeremy has no control. Really? Do you see yourself right now? You can't even I, compose yourself, woman. I'm like a foot away from the mic. Um, yeah. So Weber State had a huge sis, uh, season, eleven wins. Um, got an FCS quarterfinal appearance. Uh, and in that same regard, you know, Southern Utah University was also right there. They actually. It was basically them and 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 Weber uh, in their little playoff thing. Um, <laughs> their playoff thing. <laughs> so Pat Key came to Utah this year. Uh, oh my God! Do not do that in the mic. It doesn't <laughs> do feel good just, in anyone's ears when you do I that. Can, I can do whatever. There are no fills. There is no See good fills. Right that's, <laughs> that's you right there. You want me to do that it big? again? So no, can see I if don't. I can make it longer. Yeah, go ahead. Let me turn your mic off. <laughs> Um, so, but Peck, he got here. Uh, not just that he got here, but he is the head coach of Real Salt Lake. Honestly, of, of all well, the he news, had been here. It's one of the biggest things. Well, he was hired and came here to Salt Lake this year. Uh, well, last year, 2017. Um, Utah Royals, so new pro women's soccer team. Wasn't Pecky coaching the Monarchs, though? For about three months. Uh, I thought it was longer he, than that. The beginning of the year, like I said. Uh, so he was hired to, to coach them and then took over right at the beginning of the season for Real Salt Lake. So we've got the Utah Royals. Uh, so we have a pro women's soccer team now on the Wasatch Front. Um, Three players. Are they, are, they, coach. are they supposed to start and an assistant coach. playing this summer? Yeah, I don't know when their season is. It's really short in comparison, the pro women's soccer season. Um, but uh, Jazz, this is, this is funny. Though, this is a big sports story. The Jazz win their first playoff series since 2010. <laughs> Seven years. Uh, I would have said like 1996. No, but me too. That's because that's the only time anyone remembers because that was the glory days. That's when they actually went into like the late stages of the playoffs. And, and, Michael and, and Michael Jordan beat them every fucking time. Yeah. Well, but, the but and they were playing Michael Jordan, so you remember that yeah. because they were playing Michael Jordan. The flu game, that was against Utah, wasn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big basketball fan, and I know that's a big deal. 
Um, I don't really care about basketball at all. So this is a big one. The Utes sent seven players to the NFL draft this year. But did they get picked? Yeah, that's what it means. So a lot of them might have gone to the draft, but seven players got drafted. That is humongous for a team. Seven players is big. That's that's the kind of numbers that you see out of some of the biggest schools in the country uh, from a football standpoint. So that says that, that our football program is, is definitely a good one. The women's soccer season runs from April through September. Are they going to be ready for April? Are they? Oh, yeah. So this is a big one, actually, that we, we haven't talked about, the Utah High School uh, Athletics this Association. This is rad, and I'm actually I'm surprised that it is not a sanctioned sport already because it is everywhere else in the country. Lacrosse is going to be sanctioned by 2019. So that's weird to me because lacrosse was not a sport people in Wyoming even knew about. We thought it was for rich boys, rich Nancy boys up in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But it's a big sport in Utah. It's really has popular. A, has a girls' line of voice team. Yeah, and a, a lot of schools do, and so that's a big deal that the Utah High School Athletics Association is going to officially officially sanction it. Um, you know so what didn't make your sports list? The new gaming organization. The esports stuff going on. Yeah. Up at the U. Uh, that's because that's they. Bigly. A lot of people don't consider those. <laughs> Did sports. you say it's a bigly? <laughs> I'm going to turn your mic off for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and next week is punishment. Thanks, Jessica Trump. And next week. <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, you can't next week. I can do whatever the fuck I want. What? I'm in control of this board, damn it. I'm in control. Jeremy, Jeremy threatened to turn this place around when you got up and left. It's a pretty wild two minutes when you leave. <laughs> you have no idea. You're going to have to play this shit back. <laughs> uh, I really apologize to my audience. Um, <laughs> Peter. Peter will show you some love. Yeah, that fecker. Just don't ever leave me in control. Okay? Fucker. Is it Fokker or Fekker? I can't remember. With an E. Not, not like Meet that the Fockers. That Fekker. That Fekker. And uh, him and his fucking Father Ted shit. Did you watch more? I, I tried to watch more. It's pretty good. It is a pretty funny story. Y- you know, <laughs> so the thing is... You like, just put your papers down this pretty serious I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's for most people in America because it is British comedy. And it has a very British comedy feel, like old school Mr. Bean film style, right? Like, yeah. Which I love, by the way. And like even The Office, the British Office, it's I thought was best. fantastic. And the first season of The American Office is an identical replica. But like, not as funny. It's How about Absolutely Fabulous? Do you ever watch that show? No. You should watch that well, show. Well, I hear, I hear Shameless is actually an American version of a British comedy as well that I haven't seen. I can't watch that show. I don't know if that one would translate as well uh, to the British stuff because I don't know what slumming it in, in Britain is like. But I know what slumming it in the U.S. is like. <laughs> And uh, Shameless is on point with the kind of shit that goes on in some of the inner cities. Um, anyway, uh, Father Ted's it's a pretty good show. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how many people would really enjoy it, but I think it's fucking hilarious. So thanks for that one, Peter. Uh, and I promise, Peter, eventually sometime in the 2018, I'll get you all the mentions that you wanted from 2017. Oh. <laughs> Shoot. I really should. I need to go. Maybe I'll do that this week. My life you is said calm. That last week. My life is. My life was busy as fuck last week. Is the problem, uh, and I didn't think it was. I was home all week, was. and I think I saw him less than when I worked twelve hours a day. Yeah, it oh, was pretty man. bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, so, a couple other things. So, some big art, arts and entertainment stuff happened this year uh, in Salt Lake. Uh, I think one of the biggest was. <laughs> 
No, I want I want to talk about Holy that. Holy crap, actually. I want to talk about that too. That so was amazing. One the, one Which one did you watch though cuz there were two? Hers. So so one of the biggest things is the Hell Center Theater opened, the new one. It's still kind of under construction, at least I think that's the Hell Center that's still under construction. The parking garages. Is that what it is? That giant parking garage? Well, there's a business there's an actual business building next to it and then there's a parking garage behind it's it. It's confusing so. as fuck. I work over by there and when I try to drive up that way, it's <laughs> really confusing now cuz there's new lights and things like that. Um, but that's that was a that's big news to have that huge new theater. Um, so the second one that we were alluding to is Elizabeth Smart, actually her uh, lifetime movie. So she had a lifetime movie premiere, but she also had a documentary premiere yes. on A and E and an autobiography. And I don't care about I don't care about rapey lifetime. Um, right. Which her movie, by the way, perfect. Her story is perfect for lifetime. Well, she, well, and she actually had assistance in. With the story, the, she was on set with it. Yeah, and well, and the biography that she did for A and E was all her. Like yeah. she was like heavy. It was amazing. Did it. you see it? That's the one I saw. I saw now good. I will tell you this: we watched the first part, and I'm like, "How the fuck can I watch the next part of this?" Like that is, and I remember all the Elizabeth Smart stuff because I was, and I knew friends of hers that went to school with her because that was right when I got to, to Utah, um, and and. I had to explain to my kids that people couldn't jump in their windows because my little girls were were just well. Cassie was old enough to really realize what being what kidnapped happened? from your room is, and we had to show her that people couldn't get into her bedroom window. And when they were talking about like the times that she was at these parties, mm-hmm. I knew people at those parties. That is weird. Like just just crazy crazy shit. And anybody who fucking says, "Why didn't she run away?" Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. You have no idea. Like, the amount of crazy emotional abuse that that girl She's just suffered. a little girl. Like, was don't forget, 12? she's just... She was 14. 14. But I'm 14 sorry, that's years still... years old when that like, happened. you don't... And that's not today's 14. That's 14 before cell phones were in every 14-year-old's hands. That's true. That and is she, she self-admittedly lived a very, very sheltered, sheltered life. life. You know, so... You know, she she never probably talked back to her parents or was ever in trouble or anything like that. So she's not one of those kids that's just going to be like, screw you, dude. I don't care. Threaten me all you want. I mean, that's not the kind of background that she came from. Um, but to just judge anybody who's in any kind of a situation where they're not in control to judge what they decide to do. It, just don't just don't because you're not there and it's not you and it's not your family being threatened and it's not your life being threatened um so don't so that, i mean that's that's a very utah thing i mean that's the number of ki- kids that get kidnapped especially in a crazy kidnapping like that and actually end up alive and found within oh yeah because usually it's like a family member and it's not just a stranger but like listening to her say that she could hear people call her name and she couldn't answer back Ah, that was horrible. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that was really fucking hard to watch, like both halves of that, but it was very worthwhile. Like it was very, very good biography. And because she speaks so much in it, um, and you really get to hear that, that story. It's, I remember when it all came out that every time she'd stand up to say something, her dad would step in. So uh, it's so my point is it's nice to hear her actually. Yeah, they they really when it all when she got back they really did a lot to kind of protect her from any kind of public. It was her stuff. uncle that was and doing her uncle all the was PR. A, yeah, her uncle was yeah. a big part of that, uh, and with good reason. I mean, look, 
and that's one of the things in the second part that that really struck me. Like it takes a long time for that shit to go through court, through criminal court. It takes a long time. Even when you're not dealing with people that are trying to get written off as crazy, uh, it takes a long time for that shit to go through court. So it was like seven years after it happened before there was a conviction. How fucking hard is that? And she was instrumental in that, by the way. Like her testimony is what sealed the deal. Um, so, I mean, but to to have to relive that, to, to have to live in that fear, first off, for the whole time that he's going to get away with it, uh, and then to be living, you know, have to go through that whole, because t- to tell that story again on, on the stand, how harrowing is that? Well, and creating this movie, too, not the just the documentary, but uh, she was interviewed, and I think Skeet Ulrich played um, Brian David Mitchell, and she said just seeing him on set was pr- oh, was yeah. terrifying. That, that and as an actor, horrific. that was yeah. That's, so. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, I feel I feel for the girl. I think that she is turning out to be a really good public speaker. Um, she's using that experience to help others, which is a huge deal. Um, and I, I think that she's done some amazing stuff given the really horrific experience she had uh, as a kid. I like that chocolate made it into arts and entertainment. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) Only because we have one of the local chocolatiers on in a few weeks. And so I think that that is uh, super funny. Arts and entertainment. But our chocolate scene has continued to grow. I don't know if I'd call that arts and entertainment. I guess chocolate is an art. Sure. I guess. I guess that's why. Well, I mean, look at the Trouble Cottage. That's. Yeah. I do want to say, you know, Brandon Sanderson's books, I've never read them. But I hear they're fucking amazing, and people go ape shit over them. Uh, and that's just a local Utah author. So there's there's a lot of good local authors here. Um, you know, Jeremy is a local author. My cousin just released her book this nice, week. Yeah, nice. I don't. I was gonna add good to your thing, but I don't know if you're good, Jeremy. I haven't read your poetry. <laughs> I've read. We have his book. Is it like slam poetry? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> <slow>. <laughs> Uh So this is kind of some some sad stuff. Uh, we lost KBY, KBYU classical. That's so sad. Classical eighty nine. Didn't we lose uh, KUED or KUER? No, no. KUER is definitely that's, there. That's NPR, right? KUER. Yes. Um, but we lost BYU's public radio. They can't express 70, themselves enough. Seventy-two years <laughs> of classical music. That is a long time. That's a long time. But you know, when you have one listener left, it's kind of tough to keep going. Horn uh, hats just couldn't save well, it. Well, terrestrial radio is hard to keep going anyway. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Utahns and TV competitions because I just think that's stupid as hell. But you are going to talk about trolls too, aren't you? Fuck yes. <laughs> How can you not talk about trolls too? Um, so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's the, it's considered, um, the best worst movie ever filmed. Yeah. And this is a big thing. They had a documentary this year on it. Because it was filmed in Utah in 89. Yeah. And it's, I mean, the troll one was bad. (laughs) Troll two. Uh, Book of Mormon, uh, musical finally comes back to Utah. Um, like a light switch. Oh my God. Motherfucker, stop <laughs> singing. So pull your pull your asses away from the mic when you fucking do that. I do not talk out of my ass. Tim, I like the way Tim Allen said he almost walked out because he thought it was the worst thing he'd ever seen and not funny at all. <laughs> really? You gotta get it. I mean, you just it, you gotta you gotta. There are get definitely it. some 
potentially there's, offensive moments in some musicals. There's some extremely offensive moments. <laughs> but it's I don't, also I, a, I don't, I don't like the the African song. Yeah, thing. it's a little. Rough. That one's that one's that one's too hard. That one's hard for me. No, I'm, I, I think it's. I know awesome. you are, but I because it's like the Hakuna Matata type of song. Right. I, I'm not. I'm, Hello, my name is. I'm not saying that I don't understand <coughs> it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, it, border, it. it borders. I, I still haven't seen it. But there's so many good. There's so many good Utah jokes and Utah Mormon jokes in it that you just know these guys know the culture really well to be able to write around this stuff. Um, and it's like I know it's a Broadway play, uh, but it needed to be in Utah, and I really want to go see it when it comes back because uh, I want to go see Saturday's Voyeur this year, babe. Okay. Um, sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so just just some big stories. Um, I'm not gonna talk about Deseret News's little attempt at putting their own story in there. Right? <laughs> How stupid! And is we that? ate the best food yeah. ever. We, we ate great food and wrote about it. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> so does City Weekly. In fact, they do a better job. And Slug and, and Q. If you want it now, you can go to Yelp. Those are Utahns reviewing the food. Usually, some out of staters. I don't know, uh, but that's. I don't know. I think that's probably it. I think we're done. Do you guys have any other awesome? <laughs> I mean, do you guys have any other awesome things that that were big twenty seventeen stories that that really hit home for you? Hmm. No, the eclipse. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. That was. I yeah, forgot that was this was year. Big, that when was, was, was twenty seventeen. Like, oh, yeah. That was a big. That was people a big event. Blinding themselves. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> I still can't believe people that were doing that. That's insane. Um, so that was definitely a big one. Obviously, uh, first year of President Dickface. Um, Sphincter Boy resigned. That was a huge story. Uh, Sphincter Face uh, Chaffetz. That was a big story. That was that was this year. Uh, that was a huge, huge story. We talked about that a little bit last week. Um, what else? What else happened that was big this year? That we haven't already talked about? I'd or say just, we or just what was big in 2017. Just in general, what was big in 2017. Hmm. I mean, Jeremy's bees died. That was a huge, that was huge story. So did his rooster. So did Mr. Fluffy Pants. Yeah, we had a lot of death. We had a lot of death. There was a lot uh, of death. There was yeah. a lot of death. Was, I, as I'm watching my, <laughs> as I was watching my Facebook feed, though, like seriously, over the last, we lost a lot a of couple months. Animals, people, like everybody's dropping dead. We, we lost a lot of that. a lot of great comedians. Uh, Betty White's still alive, though, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. We lost we lost a lot of actors, say entertainers and directors and uh, actor David not actresses. Cassidy. If you say entertainers, not actresses, we lost them to being sexual deviant motherfuckers. Really, not sexual. So, no, uh, not so actresses because we didn't lose Carrie Fisher. I Carrie Fisher, know, we didn't lose before. to being sexually deviant, crazy. No, but you were saying we lost into people. Plants in front of Dude, <laughs> we were talking so about losing people on death. Here's the thing: <laughs> I know you guys are not big into entertainment, but I am. Like award season is like my Christmas. And so, so what's your it's going to be, it's <clears throat> going to be very interesting to see what happens, what the landscape is because of what has been happening in Hollywood for the last, what has it been now? Six months? Four Not months? Even Not six, even? Like no, four like, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Like the Harvey so, Weinstein shit broke in what? October? Probably. But, you know, it's, it'll be very interesting to see what happens because I, I was actually watching an old episode of Sex and the City the other day. And they mentioned about Harvey Weinstein being at his party. And I was like, 
Little do they know. And then I was listening to an interview with Howard Stern and Scarlett Johansson at the beginning of the year. Same thing. Awesome interview with Matt Lauer, my buddy Matt Lauer. And I was like, little did you know. But that's <laughs> I just mean, maybe it. you didn't know. But, but. Th- that's just it. Like I said, with like Matt Lauer, like if you watched his shit live, the interviews that he made and the shit he said to his co-hosts, like he's a, he was a fucking piece of shit. Like the, the, the offhanded comments that everyone just kind of laughed off are sexual harassment and they're they're inappropriate and someone should have called him on a shit before i mean essentially i'm guessing he raped someone i guess I, that would be my guess as to what this he has is. a button on the desk yeah, that, that locks the door to be fair all the big stars have that on on those networks for security reasons so that they can lock their doors if there's gunmen or things like that did you see trump's tweet tonight he has a bigger button than uh than uh, our yeah, good friend uh, god he's so dumb in Kim Korea, Jong-un. yeah. So I mean, that's uh, anyway. <laughs> Can I? I, I just want to get a little bit heavier for just a minute uh, with the Me Too movement. I was going to mention that too. What? How do you do? You think that people are taking it too far? That um, no. might be fabricating stories, nope. or I don't think you can take it too far. So. Will people fabricate stories amongst all of this stuff? Absolutely, it will happen. But the amount. But of how do you? How do you? The amount put of fabric- those apart from the ones that are legit. You don't. You don't. The amount of fabrication will be less than one percent, and to detract from any other person coming forward with stuff because that one percent might be. And let's let's say it's fucking twenty five percent are are not legit. To detract from the rest that are is total but not bullshit. detracting. But what happens when you start convicting innocent people? Well, I don't think you're convicting innocent people, because there's still there's still a there's still a uh, a justice system that this stuff goes through, right? Look, okay, so if that you don't think are jaded because this Me Too movement is happening, uh, no, I think, that but I think it needs to be for a while because it's it's so so biased that people don't notice that it happens. Exactly. I mean, like you said, you were re-watching Sex in the City, things that you didn't notice before. It's the same comments. It's the same people. But now you know that they did something bad. You're those comments, those comments should have been bad back then. Or well, like we those, both just watched a Kevin Spacey movie. So. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, So <laughs> I, I watched that movie. Kevin Spacey's one of the lead characters in it. But I'm not going to not watch the movie because Kevin Spacey's in it. There's other people in that movie right. that, that I want to see their work as well. And honestly, I didn't And his role was actually pretty good in I didn't think he and was great. And it was great. fairly but, small. Um, and but let's take Kevin Spacey, for example. So there is a, there is a you know, innocent until proven guilty. If Kevin Spacey was truly innocent, would he have started stepping down from all these places? I know he got just shut down and fired from a lot of them, a lot of the things that he was involved in. But at the same time, like that's just that company going, uh, yeah, we can't have this on our books. And there's enough evidence that we can't stand behind this guy. Yeah, but so let's bring it down to a local level. What about, what if somebody that you knew was falsely accused and you knew that they didn't do anything? Then I would stand up for them and say that's incorrect. If I knew without a shadow of a doubt that they were falsely accused, I would absolutely stand up for them. But do you think that, again, my question is that law enforcement are extra jaded that they have this law conversation? I think in the, the women's safety for now 
Law enforcement should take everything credibly as it is 100% real. They are not in a position when they begin investigating to assume that the woman is lying. That is not where our world is today. Uh, it wouldn't happen if... It doesn't happen when ch when children are involved. It doesn't happen if a man were to come forward and say, you know, if Jeremy were to come forward and say, you know, Chris Chris beat me up the other day and here's my black eye or whatever. Nobody would assume that Jeremy was lying. They would start to investigate Chris. Um, women are notorious for saying, no, it's fine, it's okay. Uh, we nod. Yeah, but no, but it's you're not right. Fine, it's fine. It's, it's okay. okay. Um, things that that have happened to me that I let happen while it's going on in my head, thinking this shouldn't be happening and I shouldn't let it happen. I let it happen. And then she tells me about it, and I'm furious. Um, it, it, you know, I I had an incident at work. I think I, t I you talked did. about you talked it. About yeah. about three weeks not, ago. No, not the. No, I'm not talking about the guy walking me out the door. I'm talking about a coworker who came in and threatened me at my desk. Um, not one person. There were three women around me. This guy is twice as big as me, standing over me, shaking his finger at me. Not one person said one damn thing. They didn't come over to see if I was okay after the fact. Nobody has said a word about it because he's one of the big owner guys at, at my deal, at my work. And the deal is, I didn't even do anything. I mentioned something that his wife overheard that two other people were doing and she went off on me and I told my boss right there in his office, I'm like, this is going to be bad. And he was like, no, no, it'll be fine. And the next morning I was attacked. Now, no, that's not a sexual harassment thing or anything, but it's, 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 I sat at my desk and wondered if I should say anything. It's it's still the same thing. It's still a he said, she said thing. It's still a person of power well, and that's, thing. That's what my question is, is what happens when you have people that are falsely accusing because they want revenge or to hurt someone the truth comes when out. nothing really happens. The truth comes out. But I, I just, I think Chris is right. I don't know that that it happens that often. I think that there's some sort of a, a if, basis. If we were in a world, in, in a society where... 80% of sexual assault and sexual harassment didn't go unreported, then I would maybe say something different. But where most of it goes completely unreported and we already know what the rates look like and that's just the reported stuff, it's we're in a, a society where that shit is acceptable, where you can watch a guy like Matt Lauer on TV make a sexual comment in passing to someone and not even fucking bat an eye and think it's bad. And then... He gets accused basically of rape, and you uh, go back and watch that, and you're like, "Wow, this is this is unbelievable! Like, how did we continue to miss this as a society? That's not okay. We elected a fucking guy that said he grabbed women by the pussy because he could. We elected him as president of this country. That's the state the country's in. So, yeah." I will believe every fucking woman that comes forward and says anything that a guy has done to them right now because I have no reason to disbelieve it because that's the kind of society we are in right now. And I am super stoked that the Me Too movement is is occurring. I hope it doesn't lose steam. I hope women continue to come forward with the bullshit that's going on. And, and if I see the shit going on around me, I stand up and say stuff now. I didn't used to. I used to laugh it off and joke with the guys. 
Now I don't. I just tell them straight up. That's inappropriate. And it's hard. It, it it puts everybody in a bad situation, and and it kind of angers me that I still have to have a man stand up for me, because it's tr- he's he's tr- he's right. If if I say something in the heat of the moment or whatever, and, and I'm upset about it, I get labeled as what as what's wrong with her. Or... But if a guy next to me says, uh, you know, you probably shouldn't manhandle her like that he gets taken seriously and the situation gets taken seriously. So until women's words, women's actions can speak for themselves, I feel like we have to kind of take them seriously. And I say this with two kids who are going into college um, where they have, you know, rape buttons around, around campuses and things like that because we still live in a society and not to say that men are never raped or hurt or anything, but we still live in a society where women are the vulnerable sex and where even other women protect the men that hurt those women and the women who are hurt protect the men that hurt them out of, out of fear, out of guilt, because the way that most women are, are still raised uh, were raised um, are being raised is um, you do what the man says. You you belong to the man and you're the weaker sex and you just don't have the same rights. We still live in a society where representatives in, in U.S. Congress and senators in U.S. Congress, female representatives and female senators say shit like, well, they shouldn't dress that way. Right. That's the kind of place that we live in. So, you know... For every false report that's out there, false accusation that's out there, there are a hundred real ones. And it, and and it sucks for the person. I, I feel for the person. And you say, you know, do you know somebody? And I do know someone who was falsely accused. Um, and, and But at the end of the day, you, you are exonerated. The truth will come hopefully out. Hopefully you, you, you are. And there might be cases where you're not. But what does that compare to all of the women who are afraid to come forward now and continue to be abused and, and treated unfairly because they're afraid of that w- one person who doesn't believe them because one person took advantage. So way to end on a heavy note, Jess. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to talk about me too, too, as well. Also. So you want to talk about yourself? Ha ha. What you're doing with your hair over there? Wow. It's, a, it's a ponytail. Mm, ponytails. <laughs> Ponytails and glasses. Okay, dude, she's gonna take that's, it out. That's inappropriate. She's gonna take it out. Look at my wife. She's gonna take it out and flick her hair back and be like, <sighs> "No." So what were we doing? Where I had the bun? Oh, you had a sock bun, and I'm like, "No, no, no! Just pull the sock bun out and then fling your hair." She's like, "You know how fucking long it takes to take this thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and I tried, and the glass. It, it was, I'm like, "You're it was right. Ugly. It's just not sexy." It, it was no. It's not the same it's thing. Not like the movies. Those bastards in the movie say, let's make things look better. Uh, thanks again to our, <laughs> our guests. Um, they're special effects wizards in the movies. Uh, uh, the, they're the, artists. They are artists. <laughs> well, Trey, to, Trey McCoy and Jeff Lutz. Yeah, but to be fair, Jeff does a lot of special effects work. Uh, but um, they are, what, what's the name? Art Dimes? Art Dimes. So go visit them, artdimes.com. Uh, if you need something done, they have a portfolio to look at. Um, they've done our caricature. Uh, they're really, really cool guys. Uh, come follow us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Check out our blog, thenewutah.com. Um, and then 
you know, give us feedback. If, if you like what you hear, please share uh, what you hear on whatever media platform you choose. Uh, we really enjoy that. That helps us a lot. Leave us a review. If you have an event coming up uh, or you want to be on the show, uh, talk to Jess. Facebook is typically the way, the easiest way, or email, but Facebook probably, right? I don't know. You're the one that does all this shit. Don't <laughs> just stare at me blankly. Yeah, I'm the one that's reaching out mostly. So, so. <laughs> Facebook, email. Um, I'd go with Facebook personally. Uh, uh, Peter, I'll get you your shit eventually, you fecker. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. So uh, have a good uh, new year. Uh, I'm not going to talk about resolutions because they're bullshit. Um, you just did. I just said they're bullshit. Resolutions are bullshit. That's... Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. So enjoy 2018. Uh, I know we will. Um, Ooh, maybe we'll do something mid-year or in the third quarter or whenever 100th episode is. It's special, but I doubt it. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week's I just keep adventure. looking at these numbers tick up. You know, episode 84. We're going to be at 100 soon. I know. It's cool. So I think it's awesome. It's really cool. Uh, and go do something local. Yeah.